it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Happy Monday. It is the 14th of August. Welcome to TDA, the day after your favorite news platform and the home of popular culture as defined by the culture. Let's get to know our host for today. It's your boy, Big Moth from the east side of the bridge. Morning, people. I'm your favorite shade queen, Martin Royalty. It's your girl, Just Jean, representing the black queens in the fitness scene. Ow. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and they call me E-Man, the pro-black activist, TDA producer and news analyst, Melanin Jampat. Morning, morning, Christy, queen of BOE, back in the building. Let's give him CEO and CFO. <laughs> Love that. How's everyone doing? Fine, thanks. Because everybody just went quiet. <laughs> everyone really went quiet. How's everyone's weekend? Did everyone get up to? I'll be honest with you, my eyes are open. Mm, but you're not yeah, here. Yeah. You're here, mm. but you're not hurt. What'd you do? Huh? What'd you do? I was just working. Your yeah, eyes look tired. Okay. Huh? You look tired. Feel you tired. Saying, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, feel I'm tired. I was filming, I filmed Pen Game, done a few episodes Eight, of that. Four. And then afterwards, I went to R&B. So jam, so. Of course you did. You sang at your heart. <laughs> That's the thing because you don't even attend an event and just att- be an attendee. You commit. You're a performer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're there. <laughs> Especially slow jam, he'd be into it. That's what I'm saying. That is your bag. That's my shit, man. I'm you more work than Chucky and Flippin' Taylor themselves. I'm the king of R&B, man. Love that for you. But I'm tired, man. Imagine. Sorry. I'm tired as well. Say so. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Christy, where were you last month? Um, I was at Dio's event, level four. Dio? What's that? It's a person. That's a person's, person's name. It's a person's name. Ah, okay. So. D-boy. Yeah, ah, D-boy. Okay. Yes. Cool, cool. How was it? It was good. It was good. Okay. Was Tina there? <laughs> you know she was. Because <laughs> <laughs> she answered your phone. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, how was your... I'm sure she's listening. How was the trip, Iman? Oh, yeah. How was Stonehenge, man? Stonehenge, oh, where? That's it. I said Skegness. <laughs> Sorry. Skegness? <laughs> that's it. Skegness. <laughs> where have you been? I didn't go to Stonehenge. I was going past Stonehenge. Like, Your co-founder told us she went. That's where you went, though. Where did you go, though, for real, for I real? went to, um, like, near, like, the Devonie area. The devil, Devon. Devon kissed my teeth. You make it sound like it's even better. To the Dev- Devon area. Devon. What? You went to Devon. Devon. Oh, 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 Devon.
seven, you know. You should go there. Just coming to do staycations. Oh, you should go there. I'm okay, thank you. The, the, the home of the clotted cream. That's where you Yeah, it's all of that type of stuff. Oh, the what? Clotted cream. Yeah. Ew. So what was jamming scones? <laughs> yeah. No, with my, jam and clotted cream. cream. No, I didn't. I didn't and drinking tea oh with your... vegan. With your pinky up. Impossible. It was just one of those, like a family trip, innit? So like, a bit of us just went there. That's sweet. And just, um, yeah, just chilled on that, man. Love that it was, a, it was a nice spot, man. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, that's good. It was like a cabin. It was like a, it was like one of these. It was like a huge house, and so they had like a pool, they had a jacuzzi type thing, they had the cinema. The kids room, they had a great time. Yeah, yeah, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. it was nice, man. Must be nice. Yeah. So did you stop off at Stonehenge though? No, 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 no. I should have though. Just told them. Well, the I mean, it wasn't your stories. So I don't know why you did it. No, because I've got places to be, man. You know. Sorry. <laughs> Devon ambassador. Have you not been to Stonehenge? No. No. What's wrong with Stonehenge though? I don't know where it is. I didn't know there was a lovely place until you were there. Oh, is it? No, it's no, a different place, man. <laughs> is Mark saying is that where the, where the witch is in there? <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a witchcraft thing. Principalities and all that. Man said <laughs> principalities. <laughs> wow. Don't finish me. Oh. <laughs> that's so funny, man. All right, well. Question of the day. What is your favourite way to make decisions? Cool Brent. Mm. <laughs> what did you say? Cool Brent. Uh, hug. Hug. <laughs> Ew. What do you mean? That just sounds so... He said hug. I said hug. I know. It's made me cringe. Sorry. <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, what is my favourite way to make decisions? I actually sit, sit in things. I don't act on things as soon as they happen. Like I like to just sit in things, I pray about it, and I see whatever is that gives me peace. But you know sometimes you just know what you're meant to do in it. Mm. I'm just longing out the process. I go based on feeling in a lot though. You go based on feeling? That's how I feel about something. Okay. Like if my heart's not in it, do you know what I mean? Like Okay, I get you. Yeah, yeah. I have to my heart has to be in it for me to want to do it. If okay, I have yeah, yeah. if I have like resistance or if I think eh, do you know what I mean then I'm like oh. I hate that feeling yeah because then it feels forced yeah I do you know what I mean yeah I was yeah I like to wait things out like I love a pro and con risk versus reward type of vibe well for all decisions or big I don't decisions think I don't even do that not like lunch obviously <laughs> I'm thinking about like life, like life decisions like Life decisions, I always think about that. I literally sit down properly and think about it, meditate on it for a while. I don't like to, I can't just act on something. Sometimes I do though. Yeah. I'll just do it, I'll be like, fuck it. You gotta fuck around and I'm gonna find out. All right, and I do. I'll find out. I can't lie. I'm a, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Type of babe. (laughs) (laughs) It literally depends. Yeah, sometimes it's that. I've done that and boy, that's not a good idea. I'm prone to that, boy. I was watching something just yesterday, actually, and it was talking about how, um, what this particular person was talking about, he believes that people with high IQs are not necessarily the best at um, getting things done. Do you guys believe that? Why? Yeah, they get people to do it. Not really, not necessarily. What, as in they procrastinate? Exactly. So basically, because it's such a high IQ, they consider so many different possibilities. Overthinking. Yeah, overthinking every single thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's lovely. My IQ is high then. But those who don't necessarily have the highest IQ, it's like okay, I thought about three or four possibilities here. Action. You know what I'm saying? Because I'd be overthinking. Like I'll think of something and think of the possible outcome that that could possibly have, and what the possible 
Mm-hmm. Like, what could possibly go wrong with that option kind of thing? Yep. And then think again. And then yeah, this, this and is then it. This it's just long sometimes, man. And then I just need a nap. I'm just like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> then I take a nap. <laughs> and I wake up, the problem is still there. It's like, oh, we go again. Yeah. Um, I don't have problems making decisions, I don't think. And things that I'm, that I'm, that I feel like I know of anyway. Yeah. And if I don't, then I'll probably try and gather some information and opinions and get some clarity. Yeah. But things that I think I know, that, so. yeah, I could, I could just make decisions. Oh, yeah. I don't usually, well, it's not even like I'm thinking of all the different outcomes. If it's something that I'm confident in, I usually feel like I know the outcome. I mean, I could be wrong, mm. but I wouldn't even second guess it and say, oh, this can go wrong or this can go wrong. I'd be like, I'm going to do that. This is going to happen. And then if I need to adjust along the way, then <laughs> I'll just adjust. Oh, yeah. Brent? Evan? Um, I guess a similar type of thing to what you were saying. I think think about different possibilities. But again, it depends what it is. Yeah. If it's something that I feel like is kind of out of my control, I can't see around the corner with it, Yeah. then definitely i got to pray. Um, but if oh, it's you pray? Me, of course I do. I'm sorry, I don't really know. Where you, I don't know to yeah, which, which God. <laughs> don't really know where you sit. The true and living black God. That's who. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, the only God that's alive. Happy Monday to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but if it's something else, like something that's more trivial, then yeah, just kind of. Yeah, those it. ones are not too bad. It's just mm. that's part of life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the big ones I have to definitely have to take to Lord in prayer because I'm just a girl. <laughs> when you say pray, Emmanuel, like how does what's that look like? I was literally about to ask. I need to. You know, I want you to walk me through it. Okay, I get out my mat. Then I wait for you to say mat? <laughs> I'm joking. So, <laughs> clearly, it's a different. That's why I was like, oh, okay. So that face mecca. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, just just basically praying, and then and then kind of I guess maybe just looking for certain signs. To me, you know what I'm saying? Maybe something that I perhaps maybe feel more peace in. Mm. And then that would be like, okay, yeah, this maybe should be the direction I'll kind of go with it, if that makes sense. That's, it makes sense. Because that's how, that's how, when I pray, that's kind of what tends to happen. Mm. Is that whatever decisions I'm weighing up, the one I'm meant to do, I have more peace over that one. Never more peace. I have peace over that. That is a calmness. Even if it's, it might not be something I want to do, but there is just a peace surrounding that decision. Yeah. Brent, what's your process looking like? Um, I mull over all of the options and I go with the one that is the sweetest. All right. To my spirit. Mm. <laughs> Love that. Okay, that's good. Well, let's get the show on the road. Let's <laughs> get into headlines. <laughs> Gina had props. Why? You know the hijack? Girl. Sick. Girl. Lit in it. Sick. Told you. Sick. Brent, have you watched it? What, you don't want to talk about it? No, no, have you watched it? Not yet. You should. I think you like it. What's that, Idris on the plane? Yeah. yeah. It is so sick, yeah. It really good. I enjoyed it. Is every episode, how many, is it like a film? Seven episodes. Seven is, episodes, but... Is every episode on the plane? No. Okay. Well, like I mean... You, no, it is, but it is They're boarding like, the plane and they get off the plane. But in the seven know, episodes? No, but I'm saying like there's other scenes like there's the headquarters, yeah, the people yeah. in the UK, yeah. like 
okay. family, like oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah so it's not, I get it. I hate watching things where everything is based on one scene. It's not like that. Okay, cool. It's really good though. Yeah. It's actually really good. It made me so when the plot I on, twist when I got onto the plane because oh, I was traveling. Then oh, after I watched it, I felt oh, like not a good idea. I was yeah, I was on edge. That's not a good idea. I'm, I'm, I'm an anxious flyer though. I think because one of the worst <laughs> things I watched was what's that Denzel Washington thing? Is it called Flight? Mm. Yeah, I watched it on the plane. Oh wow! Oh, and yeah, I just, you know, dumb. Even in the the the, the script that came up was, like, oh, if you're an anxious player, don't watch this film. I said, yeah, press play. Press play. Oh, I watched yeah. it. Before. Nah, this is why I don't like. I I, that, that is not a smart idea at all. But that film gets you thinking. Because this morning when I was driving, I saw a plane. I said, why are you my sights? <laughs> why can I see you this low? That mm. don't sound right. Mm. But it's really good. I think we should um, we should watch it. Everyone should watch it, and then we'll talk about it. Really, really good. Have you, guys, have you guys seen um, Paradise? Netflix. Mm. I think I'm going to make a topic of the day from it, man. I, I think, think I you d- should watch it. I added it. Is it a film or a series? It's a film. Yeah. It's, it's, a, film? Bas- it's a film, yeah. It's, okay. film. it's basically about um, some new technology being developed here yeah, where you can basically sell years of your life to somebody else. Obviously, for money or like whatever. A, like a game? Mm, it's not, not really, because it's. Like proper consequences. Is it? <laughs> yeah, because you're literally saying, okay, you know what? Maybe I need my family's in poverty or whatever, God forbid. And the only way for us to get out of this particular situation, move to a better neighborhood or whatever, mm. is for us to raise X amount of money to maybe start a business, whatever it may be. So you're looking for half a million pounds, for example. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, you can sell us 10 years of your life. And 10 so years? For ten, half a million? Yeah, potentially, yeah. It happened to one of the guys on the show, in fact. For half a million? Uh, well, for 700 euros, 700,000 euros. I thought he said 700 euros, like he's no. cheap. <laughs> he doesn't know his worth. Yeah, and, and he was 18, so he would have had to sell, I think, 10 years. But do you oh, know 10 what? 10 or 15 years, in fact. Do you know when you're going to die, though? No, you still die as like normal, right? But basically, what happens is you actually age. But I mean, like, do you know? So... No, you don't know when you're going to die. No, no. It's just like normal life. Because what you if I give know. you five years, but that's mm-hmm. all I had left? Then. No, but it wouldn't be like that because oh, okay. it's, it's, kind, it's kind. It's not a spiritual thing. It's, it's more so like okay. how it is here, how we just don't know, right? And it just ages you. So basically, overnight, yeah, oh my gosh, over just a matter of nights, you basically exactly you just be your 30, 40 year old version of you. Oh hell no! And that life would have gone to the other to this person who can afford to buy it from. And then they will go younger. And they'll get younger. But you know the only you thing with that, Channel though, yeah. Friday. So you know, um, I still need to watch it. Stephen Bartlett's interview with the guy who's. Doing, have you seen it? No. Oh, maybe we should watch it and talk about it. Sorry, I know I'm a little homework, but there's this guy, oh, this, is a, this, this American guy, right? Mm. And he's a billionaire. Yeah. And he's basically like shaved years off his life based on like tech and medicine and whatnot. Oh, yes. and yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously he's done stuff with his son. Mm-hmm. So like he's, he doesn't look younger, but based on his genes and like his body and what he's, his biological age is younger than he actually is. is obviously he spent loads of money doing it. And, I was, I've watched like snippets of the interview. I need to watch that sh- the whole interview. And his life is, when I say his life is so regimented, yeah. like it's mm. nuts. Like even his food and his diet and what he eats, it's, it's crazy. It's like he, he it's, bas- it's basically about like optimum, mm-hmm. like health and stuff. Yeah. But like not what the average person is even going to consider doing. It's not of the norm. But yeah. when I was watching that, I was like, but do you know what's crazy about this year? You're doing all of this to like to, Extend your lifespan, mm-hmm. right? So you can live over a hundred or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Chelle, you can go out tomorrow and get hit by a bus, and then what? Literally, Do you get yeah. what I mean? So even yeah. with that, it's like 
I'm gonna buy years of I'm gonna buy someone's mm. life or years of their life. Mm-hmm. But I can end up in a car crash. Well, you use it responsibly. Yeah, but you could though. But, you, but you, none of us. No, I get. Lives. Of course, yeah. but I'm saying for the, this guy in particular, mm-hmm. all the stuff that you're doing to prevent to allow yourself to live lo- live longer is that you're trying to play the role of God, essentially. Because mm-hmm. obviously, me being a Christian, I obviously I believe that like when my time is hit, my, when my time is up, my time's mm-hmm. up in it. Do you understand yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, me trying to extend that is me trying to play the role of God but life doesn't work that way but is yeah. he trying to play the role of God is, is I it mean, more so just him maybe being more extreme at fitness and eating healthy nah because you're doing stuff with your blood and genetics and you're taking cells from your son and that's that's not but that's that's extreme that's, that's because like he kind of sees it as um. so obviously all of us like Let's just say you've got everyone to go to the gym, right? Everyone's watching Just Gene. Everyone's motivated to go to the gym. But everyone's body works differently, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So he's kind of doing the stuff on, his, like, the tests on his body to know how he specifically works. So he can have the optimum food for him, the optimum exercise for him. So it's not necessarily, I don't think he's playing the role of God, but kind of just, like, what's his name? Something Brian, isn't it? Mm. Huh? Brian Johnson. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, he does so many different things on himself. My sister's so rude because we're, watch- we're watching it. She was like, he does not look young. She was like, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you don't know. Like, you're not getting it. I'm not talking about he's like, mm. he's... Well, basically, he remember, he... He's on I the think, screen. He's slow. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. So he's, him and his son is the, in the first picture. Yeah, He's almost 50, right? Yeah. But he does loads of experimentation on himself. But like you said, his genes basically. He looks like the guy that sang somebody I used to know. Yeah. I think he ages at the eight at the rate of a ten year old now, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, something crazy like that. So he looks like this now, but basically when he's eighty, he's not gonna look much different to this. Where's yeah. the girl that makes the icklist? Just add this on there. Is this sounds <laughs> He looks a like weird. an AI person. I think because his shirt, listen, it just looks like mm. I'll see what it looks like. I'm not going to lie, though. Hearing how he lives his life, I'm like, that can't be life. It's like, life. it's too... Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no... Freedom. Mm. At all. Why? What does he do? Like, he was just like, he's in bed by 8pm. Like, he doesn't eat after a certain time. Like, they were like, what about sex? Not not, not after 8pm. Like, everything's just, like, regimented. Hard day for his girl, like, though. That's his... Literally his life. And he's married? I don't know. No, no, no he no. was married. He was. And he was a Mormon. He was raising a Mormon... Um, Church. Mm. Can't be trying to extend your life and be married. What kind of foolishness is that? It's gonna... <laughs> oh and he's, and to be fair, into, he's going to cut into the... You know what? The, you know what I'm saying? Do you know why I actually get it, though? Because he was saying that he spent... he spent. I think he spent, like, 10 years of his life, like, suffering from depression. Mm. So I was like... Yeah. Uh-huh. Was that when he was married? Yeah. Big up you, though. Mm. I saw your thing on um, 90s Baby, and I hear it. I'm not getting married to you to argue about boyfriend and girlfriend stuff. You said. Yeah, that's true. No, I like there was a whole line you said that made me. Oh, whores, out. Um, no whores, chores. Some, was it? Yeah. Yeah, chores, not whores. Chores, yeah, not whores. Yeah, I said, you know what? I hear it. I mean, it's probably not so simple, but the gist of it but is. I got, no, yeah, but I got, I got what you were saying, though. Yeah, because I feel like if I've made that commitment to you and then. Because again, even if I haven't made a commitment to you, I think stuff, them little trivial things, I understand everybody got their own boundaries and things that make them feel insecure or whatever. But if I lack a few pictures and you're instantly going to, oh, I'm cheating or whatever, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't understand what we're doing here. Really. You don't have no trust for me. You don't have no respect for me. You don't have no anything. If that's like your go-to move, if that's the kind of person that you actually think I am, why are you even with me for? To be honest, the woman should know who they signed up for with you. Like oh, they should know I mean, what I mean, they enlisted. But I mean, like with anyone, it's the same thing with like it's, it's the same thing with guys who don't like their women wearing certain thing and going out to the club. And it's like, okay, what are you trying to say? She's gonna go and fuck someone in the club because she's got that on like if that's what you if that's how you think about your partner i don't understand what you are doing together because why would you want to be with a person like that you know what i'm trying to say yeah. so and especially once you're married i don't understand how that's your goal to move like that's what i'm trying to say i can't be arguing having the same stupid arguments that people in six month relationships are having and i'm committed to you in front of god like <laughs> what are we doing here so yeah i stand by it man back in the car guys <laughs> what you don't agree no, I don't. Listen, I'm. Not, I, I don't have time for stress, so I'm definitely not trying to be arguing about why you're following this person or anything like that. I, I do think when we're married, I expect us to have like serious life problems. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, my, whoever I'm with can't come to me and be like, "Oh, why are you friends with this?" No, it wouldn't happen anyway. I don't date stupid people. No, I mean, when mean? you said serious life problems, expect us to have. That. Oh yeah, yeah, but I mean, no, but problems like mm. what house do we want to buy? Because mm. we're so rich. And we both spot for choice. Mm-hmm. That good, kind of problem. You know what I mean, what school were the kids going to go to? Mm. I said, actually, maybe they should go to this school. You're like, no, they should go. These are the, they're never problems with actually. They're more decisions we have to make. Mm. I'm, I can't have you saying to me, what's up with my, that male friend I have? Mm. Don't be silly. BFFR. Yeah, I agree. Chores, not whores. Oh, whatever the same was. Whores, <laughs> not chores, whatever it is. Wait, have you already pressed the thingy? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you haven't it? Okay, cool. So our first headline, guys. Rishi Sunak has been warned that rowing back on climate policies could defeat the objective of protecting households from higher costs and actually make energy bills more expensive. Down the street has confirmed ministers are scrutinising existing net zero pledges in light of some of the cost of living challenges. The Prime Minister said he's still committed to reaching the key target by 2050, where he has hinted at a watering down of proposals designed to cut carbon emissions saying that measures must be proportionate and pragmatic instead of adding cost and hassle to households. The change intact came from the Tories, came after the Tories clinched an unexpected victory at the Uxbridge by-election last month after opposing the expansion of the ULEVs zone. Since then, it's been announced that 100 new oil and gas licenses will be granted in the North Sea. Energy efficiency targets for landlords will be pushed back and a flagship recycling scheme will be delayed, causing anger amongst environment groups, scientists, and cross-party MPs. And the next headline is, is linked to our topic of the day. And um, coup leaders in Niger say that they're open to diplomacy to resolve a standoff with West Africa's regional bloc, according to a group of senior Nigerian Islamic scholars who have met the military leaders in the capital, Niamey. The visit comes as the ECOWAS, which is the Economic Community of West African States, explores its options to restore civilian rule to Niger, including a potential military intervention following the removal of President Mohamed Bazoum last month, which was the seventh coup in West and Central Africa in three years. In a sign that the West African bloc is still pushing for a peaceful resolution, the ECOWAS chairman, who is also the Nigerian president, Bola Tinubu, uh, approved Saturday's mission to Niamey by the delegation of Islamic scholars who had vowed to promote dialogue. The group's meeting with the military government leader, General Tichani, um, lasted several hours. And this was basically relayed back to them um, by the Sheikh Abdullahi 
Balalao, who led the delegation. He also said in a statement on Sunday that he said that their doors were open to explore diplomacy and peace in resolving the matter. So Chani um, reportedly emphasized the historic ties between Niger and Nigeria, saying that the countries were not only neighbors, but brothers and sisters who should resolve issues amicably. And that's it for the headlines. Lovely. Let's get into what you say on Topic of the Day. All right. So like I said um, a moment ago, um, today's Topic of the Day is going to be about the coup in Niger. Um, I'm kind of struggling on basically the angle to approach this, right? Because there's so many different places you can start from. Um, depending on how far in history you want to go, this and the third. But I'm, gonna, I'm just pretty much going to start with what happened in Niger and it kind of work backwards and forwards from there. So um, we also spoke about this um, when we were given the headlines over the past two or three weeks now. But basically, on the 26th of July, there was a coup in the capital of Niger, Naomi, right? Where the same person I was just speaking about in the previous headline, the Chani, who was um, the pres- like one of the top senior presidential um, members of the presidential guard, um, protecting the French president, Bazoum, basically seized power, right? He then announced that he was going to be the head of the transitional government and that the motivation behind this particular move was to avoid the gradual demise of the country and also to get rid of the colonial influence in Niger. Because he did that, though, ECOWAS, which I said before is the economic communities, communities of West African states, right, which is like 14 countries in West Africa, they've come together and said, listen, you guys need to free this president ASAP, right? And reinstall him as a president, right? Or we're gonna, you know, place sanctions on your country. They've basically said, we're not doing that, right? <laughs> and they said, okay, cool. If you don't do this, um, we will, again, threaten military like action against Niger. When they did that, Burkina Faso and Mali governments said, guys, ECOWAS guys over there, if you lot do this, and actually um, make a move military-wise on Niger, we will see that as a declaration of war on us. And we will also step in for Niger and defend them. So obviously everybody's thinking this has to be the last resort. And this is what ECOWAS is saying. This is the last resort, right? They have actually declared right now, when they've um, placed the sanctions, a um, no-fly zone. Basically all commercial flights from within West African countries can't go to Niger back and forth, right? All of that's... Like, not allowed right now. And um, that's basically where we are right now, right? The last headline, like I just said, was basically um, a delegation from, well, Islamic delegation um, from um, Nigeria went to Niger to speak to the incumbent president, the military guy, um, Tichani, right? To talk about how we can resolve the issue. Because the reality is, ECOWAS, um, well, the biggest um, military biggest country, the country with the biggest military in ECOWAS is Nigeria. Bola Tinubu, he can't decide to just go to war unless he gets permission from the Nigerian assembly, right? And they've said no. We're not. They've shut it down. They've shut it down, right? And so this is the next step, basically. Let's try and talk this out, which makes sense, right? But they did threaten that by the 6th of August, I think it was the 6th of August anyway, that um, basically if you don't return Bazoum to power, this is what's going to happen. Obviously, 6th of August has gone since last week. And they're still talking. That's basically the situation right now. Um, like I said before, uh, Burkina Faso and Mali, they stepped in to say, guys, we're not going to allow this type of thing, right? And all of this, the, the reason why this whole particular thing is tricky is because this all 
is kind of influenced by, depending on the person you're talking to, what you're reading, it's influenced by the French government, it's influenced by the US government. Oh, they banned Air France from flying over there as well. Exactly, right? And also, um, some people believe this will be also a way for Russia to get in, and also China potentially, right? So this makes this a potential world issue. World issue, Foxy war. right? Hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's basically where I kind of want to start from, right there, right? On the surface, based on that information, what are your first thoughts? Anyone can talk. Frank, you can talk as well. Christy. Um, my first thoughts is fuck France. <laughs> um, yeah. um, I'm, I mean, I think this is long overdue, mm-hmm. considering the stronghold France has had over their those colonial African countries mm-hmm. that they've like. I don't even want to know what's worse. I don't know who's worse, Britain or France. But I kind of feel like France takes I think France. France takes yeah. the actual mick, to be honest, in terms of the resources that they pillage from all these mm-hmm. um, African countries, mm-hmm. as well as Haiti yep. um, as well, That's true. and just to hold them up. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think it's long overdue, to be honest. Like, I'm glad. <laughs> okay. Good morning, caller. Hi, good morning, guys. You all right? Yes. Is this Brother Tariq? Yeah, what are you saying, brother? You good, yeah? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. Hope everyone's having a blessed start to their week. Um, I thought I'd just quickly call in because mm. I got to shoot, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, like it. I mean, the topic of the day is a bit sad to be honest, um, because it's like it's another African country that is dealing with a coup, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, good that we can actually discuss this and like scrutinize the big players. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I hate to be bashing an African down. Because many of African democracies um, at the minute, yeah, they have a mismatch between like what the citizens accept and expect in terms of like the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, so like job creation and like um, um, poverty, and also what is happening whenever they um, elect a new government. So I I reckon obviously this this part of Africa is like really volatile as it is anyways, um, and has been for a number of years. Um, but I don't think the coup, this coup is like a surprise to anyone. Mm. Um, like I said, the part of Africa has been in turmoil and, um, the, the, like the military takeover that's happening now and has also happened in like Burkina Faso, I think you mentioned it, um, and Mali as well. Like, so, um, but I, I personally think like the reason why we are hearing a lot more about the Niger Mm-hmm. Um, coup is like the, there's media attention on it because Niger has like um, has been like one of like the biggest democratic partners of the Western nations, yep. and you mentioned as well like um, as in like France and America. Mm-hmm. France obviously are there to kind of like still keep hold of um, the colonial past and like they still have a lot of power, which I do not understand how so many of these African countries cannot get out of mm-hmm. um, in terms of like them using the francs yep. as a currency. Um, there's also obviously America still play, are players there because there's like a jihadist um, in that region. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. Like, with, with, like I reckon the, the coup is 
probably this this will be a cue that will probably stick because I think this guy um he means business. I think they attempted it already as well, like in May. I think it was May 2021. Yeah. And one of the guys that, and this is where Nigeria comes in as well. Like, and I, I have to put a bit, of, a bit of blame on Nigeria here. Um, but one of the guys, one of the main guys, he used to be in the Nigerian military. So there's still that influence that's like lingering around, man. So I don't know, man. It's going to be a tough like few months if this um, goes forward because... Uh, we all know what Boko Haram are doing in that area. So if yeah. if this country is like unstable, then they that's gonna like play into their hands. So so uh, um, obviously we, we're pretty much gonna go into more detail with why Niger is so important, right, to the West. But yeah, be, be, bearing in mind, yeah, because just just for context as well, right, Niger um, is uh, I think definitely top ten. I, I think like sixth or seventh um, uh, biggest production reserves of uranium. In the world, right? That's what yeah. they want. Yeah. Sorry to cut you, yeah. Mm-hmm. You see the um where they where the Niger stopped the pipeline going through, yeah? Yeah. Was that the president that was elected that done that? Or is that the, the new ones that's done that? I think that's the new ones. The new ones. Okay. That's the new ones, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's the military that did that. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So so Niger, right? Apparently, um their uranium basically is used to power two thirds of French homes. Two thirds. So bearing that in mind, right, seeing how important Niger is, yeah, Tariq, do you, are you sure yeah. you feel like this coup will actually stick and, and remain? Because surely France is going to put pressure on ECOWAS. And they already are, they already and, are doing yeah, it. But, exactly. you, know, you, know, you know, the reason why we do not hear about France's influence in Africa as much as like, we hear about um, Russia or China, because we all hear, like, oh, the Chinese have taken over Africa, yeah? Mm-hmm. But France... Um, they use this part of Africa as like a proxy war. Yeah. So if they need, so like you're right, like they are going to need to, um, they can't let this coup go ahead. Mm-hmm. But they have no, like they, like, they have an influence here, but they don't want to voice it. So I think what, what they are trying to do is um, align with America. So kind of like rock the boat for America. Mm. Because it's got like um, America's got like its fingers like in a lot of pies around that area, yeah. and then America has like a um, like a good ties with Nigeria, mm-hmm. and this is why I think the Nigerian president is he's the only one yeah in um, he's the only one that's actually yeah. being loud if you think mm-hmm. about it that's because true. in the um, the West African like um, um, yeah, like, you know, the economic um, community, mm-hmm. that part, like, there's there's so many other countries in it, yeah, but Nigeria's president is the only one that's voicing it, yeah. and he's the only one that's, like, um, trying to test the waters in terms of, like, saying um, he will, like, he will need to get um, authorization from the parliament in order to go to war, etc. Like, I don't think Nigeria alone would be going to, um, to, war yeah. against Niger <laughs> when they are like in the same region because Nigeria and Niger like they have the same economical issues yeah. um, um, sensibly because they are reliant on like one or two um, like one or two like one or two like sources of income yeah mm. and also this, they are having issues with Boko Haram and like um, Al-Qaeda and that's around the west side around the Sahel um, area. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I think, I think France will definitely um, want to 
they're not going to let this like happen because what will happen is if Niger kind of like succeeds with this, then Burkina Faso will follow, Mali will follow, um, and that will pretty much be France's like last. Yeah, bit of the pie yeah. they eat from Africa um, in terms of like their economy being boosted because France, um, they are like what, like the fourth, is it the, the fourth or fifth largest economy? And most of that year is boosted by um, the income they get from the interest rates here for yeah. these African countries that use the franc as their currency mm-hmm. because you can't, like every decision that African countries make um, to get like loans or any type of deals mm-hmm. um, to invest into the country, France has to has to co-sign has to it, it yeah. because it's yeah exactly. So it's it, I I don't think they're gonna let this happen. Um, the but we'll see anyways. And um, I've we've already started seeing it. Like America's like because America, um, they out there like at the minute like they're using the whole anti-terrorism um, narrative. Who America? Yeah. So it'll be it'll. Be, yeah, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see like how America gets involved because they they like they've got troops over there, yeah, but just as like, advisors. Mm-hmm. I think like, a lot a Burkina Faso. I think last week like they, um, they were leaving some of the last ones. So mm. um, I don't know, man. It's gonna be it's, it's gonna be it's get, yeah. the people are gonna be affected the most. Is gonna be like um, those African, um, well, the population really. Yeah, because they have no power at all here. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. All right, well, thank you very much for calling in this week, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. No, um, just one last, one last thing, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. But you, you know, I, I think I was talking to you about it yesterday. Um. The you know the other part of the geopolitics that's going on here when it comes to Russia and mm-hmm. China. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I reckon, like I reckon, Russia yeah is going to use this to. Um, to have like another like proxy war started with America, if America are going to be like the um, the mouthpiece for France, yeah, because Russia has a lot of influence in that side of Africa, mm-hmm. um, and they 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 they've been training like the army etc. Like, and they have like the um, the private the private contractors that are now there, mm-hmm. and then China will now if if the queue goes ahead, China. Like are gonna benefit a lot from it because they have contacts with the military as well. Mm-hmm. So China are in the best position if you think about it because whether the, the um, if if the coup goes ahead, they're gonna they like they're gonna get a boost. Mm-hmm. If the coup doesn't go ahead, like they're, they're winning already anyways because they've invested in um, in a lot of like infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. Anyway. But bro, thanks for having me. I'll I'll, I'll chat to you guys there. Alright, man. Thanks a lot, yeah. man. Oh, the second quarter picked up. What? Oh, they hung up. Mm. All right. Um. Uh. Before the caller calls back again. Um. Okay. Good morning, caller. It's Nana. Yes, Nana. How are you? Hello. Been waiting, boy. How, how are you, Nana? You alright? I'm doing good. I'm doing very, very well. I want to chip into this issue because this issue is very worrisome. Yes. And you know, uh, the part in, you know, ECOWAS was formed in 1975. Yeah. Purposely for economic trade. Mm-hmm. But traveling from Ghana to 
Togo, mm. when you get to Aklao, there's something called laissez passer. Mm. It means give me this money before I can before before you can travel or cross over. Mm. See, whenever the ECOWAS people, the leaders, they meet, they can't deliberate on this issue. They cannot deliberate on this on this issue. And in West Africa, we have something called constitutional coup, which means the leaders they try to change the constitution to favor them to go for their third term. Mm. Look at Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah. Ouattara want to go for his third term. In 2010, there was a president called Laurent Gbagbo. Mm. Gbagbo went on his first term, second term, and Ouattara came. And when Gbagbo was there, Gbagbo was trying to change the law for him to go for the third term. And now Ouattara came, and he, was, he also is going for his third term, and he has won his election. Mm. And the West African leaders, they all went to swearing in. They all yeah. went to swearing in. And we have one guy also in Cameroon called Paul Bia. Mm -hmm. Paul Bia has been in power since 1982, mm. 41 years now. He's still in power. Mm. So, the, so the issue is the constitutional coup. That's what they need to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. See, this thing of war, war, war. See, the West African people, we are angry. We are angry. See, people cannot even afford. Three square meals, three square meals of food. Yeah. And you know one thing, West Africa is the poorest part in Africa. When you go to the northern part, they are okay. The southern part, they are okay. Just West Africa, bad roads. Absolutely nothing is working. Absolutely nothing is working. And our leaders are aged, mm. and they still want to milk the milk us. Yeah. Yeah. Still be in power. That's very worrisome. See. I went to Tinobu's inauguration because of Shane is my friend. Mm. But now, what Tinobu is doing, I'm so disappointed. I spoke to Shane, his son, and, and told him I'm so disappointed in his dad. Mm. Because of what is going on now. I mean, okay. how can you fight your neighbors? How can you fight your neighbors? So, but Nana, right, obviously, like, um, a coup in West Africa or any African state isn't really the ideal situation, right? Um, yeah. So how, how would you suggest that ECOWAS go about sorting out the situation? See, it's all about negotiation. It's all about talk. France is basically just their is basically just their interest. Yeah. Russian is basically is basically just their interest. Mm -hmm. Right now, do you know in do you know in Burkina, mm. the Wagner group, they are there mining mining gold. Yep. They are just there mining gold. They are not there for us. They are there, they are basically just there for their interest. Yeah, 100%. And it's about time the West African leaders need to sit down and talk to themselves and stop following the puppet masters. Yeah. I mean, um, see, yeah, sorry, go on, Anna. See, do you know Niger supply mm -hmm. onion across West African countries? Mm. Onion. But right now, the, right now, they have closed down the borders. Getting onion in West Africa now is very difficult. And and the price has skyrocketed. Yeah. Has skyrocketed. And our, and the truth of the matter is that our leaders, they don't care. They don't care. The only thing they care about is to have an offshore account in Georgetown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing they care about. Oh. Yeah, it's, See, it's very sad to come from West Africa. It's very sad. Very, very sad. So, um, I mean, what would you say to somebody that says, you know what? Uh, Burkina Faso, Mali, they need help from one of these, um, you know, the Western Western world, right? And it's yeah. probably better if they have it from Russia 
than the US and yes. the French. What would you say to somebody who has yes. that view? Because, you know, one thing about the, the Chinese and the Russians, they are not there for us. They are just there for their interests. Yeah. But the good thing is, me, me, when I was in Ghana, I was into gold mining. Yeah. Whenever you do business with the Chinese, yeah. they respect you. Yeah. They respect you. They listen to you. When you stay, you stay, they take their part, you just take your part. But whenever you do a business with an, with an American, your part, he still wants to get some of your parts. Yeah. That's how they are. Whenever you do a, a business with, with a Chinese in Africa, they respect you. you. They respect your views. Yeah. But with Americans and the British, they don't respect us. Yeah. They just want to take, take, take. You know, you know, Ghana is the leading supplier of gold. Gold. Yeah. But go and check the root of Ghana now. The roots in Ghana now. Yeah. Deplorable. Yeah. Very, very deplorable. But we are the leading supplier of gold in the world. Yeah. It's all about it's all about greed in West Africa. So do you do you feel like um God, well do you feel like um Burkina Faso, Mali, Niger should kind of welcome in the Wagner Group, or do you feel like they should try and do everything themselves? Basically, one thing that I, I was telling you is that whenever you deal with the Russians and the Chinese, they respect you. Okay. When you sit on the table with them, they respect your views. Mm. When it's when when the negotiation they respect the negotiation, but with these French people they don't respect the negotiation, they yeah. don't. That's true. So the people feel hurt. Mm -hmm. So the people feel hurt naturally. Yeah. They feel hurt. Yeah. So I, me personally, I, I think the coup or I, I me personally I think the war will never come on because there's no country who's going to fund the war. Okay. Nigeria is even battling with uh, 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 money. Mm -hmm. Ghana, Ghana, even Ghana, there's no money there. Mm -hmm. So the war is just talk. It's, it's just talk. Nothing will come on. Mm -hmm. The only people that will, the only people that is ready to back the war is the French people, mm -hmm. bringing their money in the West because of their interests. Yeah. Wait, wait. Russia back be told, but, to, but yeah. let me tell you, truth be told, our leaders have failed us. West African leaders have failed. 100%. It's 100%. all about greed. Yeah. It's all about greed. So, okay, do you feel like, like you said, um, the French may actually do something, right? And, and remember, um, America's still got their bases in Niger. They spend yeah. 100 million on their yeah. military base and spend like 30 yeah. million every year just to maintain it. So like, they're, not, yeah. they're not just going to turn they're around and, and go back home. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. What, Absolutely. I, what, do you, what do you think is going to happen next? So what is going to happen next is, have you seen right now the Nigerians are basically want the Wagner group to take over. Yeah. And once the Wagner group to take over, they will fight for them. Okay. Because cool. because because they have the weapons and the accoutrement to fight. Mm -hmm. You understand? So they will fight for them. But this war is not going to happen. It's just about talk. And right now I could hear they want to sit on the table and talk about this. But mm. truth be told, the Nigeria see you know when you go to a part in uh, in in Nigeria it's called Sokoto Mm -hmm. The northern part of Nigeria. Yeah. It, shared, it basically shared border with Niger. I've been yeah. there before. Mm -hmm. Bonu, when you go to Bonu, that's where Boko Haram is. Yeah. Yeah. It basically shared border with uh, uh, Niger. So why would you fight to about this? It will never happen. It's, it's just about talk. Mm. It, see, if it only happens, then that means the French are sponsoring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. which, which I think they're, they're likely um, well, I think like they're ready to do, to do that. They're, they're ready to do it. They've done it before. You know what I'm saying? Remember, Absolutely. Remember, there, there was reports that um, 
well, it was um, put out by the Nigerian newspaper, Nigerian government or whatever, but there were reports that the French actually, um, what do you call it, were actually sponsoring Boko Haram. They're all behind Absolutely. some Boko Haram's uh, exploits I'm, in I'm Nigeria. You know what I'm saying? So, so again, I, 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 they can definitely do it. They can definitely do it. Yeah. And, and like they you said, Tinubu wants to, wants to do something. Yeah, because you know why? Because you know why? Tinubu has a mouth word in France. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Yeah. Tinubu has a mouth word in France. I'm not scared to say it. Mm-hmm. He has a mouth word in France. And Macron is being controlled, and Macron is controlling him. Yeah. Like a puppet, mate. Yeah. Most of Tinubu's property in Europe is in France. Yeah. That's the truth. And he also does not want to lose it with sanctions. Yeah, that's true. So he will do their burden for them. He yeah. he will do their burden for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But ho- hopefully, let's see whether they can't do anything. Because see, if they do something, it's, it's going to affect West Africa. Mm. In the next 10 years, it's going to affect West Africa. Mm. With regards to development and trade. Mm-hmm. You know, in West Africa, any major road, any major road is being funded by the Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every it. major road is being funded by the Chi- by the Chinese. Mm. Why the French? Why the Americans? Mm-hmm. See, they just come and bring us book, 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 book. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's true. So 100%. see, so in West Africa, it's very worrisome. It's very, very worrisome. Now, how, how serious do you think the threat of like Islamic terrorists are in the region, though? Do you feel like that's something that the media has kind of made bigger than it is? Or do you feel like something that... Yeah. Okay. You, you know why? The media is not talking about it. Because the media is being controlled by the public masters. Mm. Go, to, go to West Africa. Almost 90% of the media stations is owned by politicians. Mm. Yep. Cameroon the same. Burkina the same. Ghana the same. Nigeria the same. West Africa. Yeah. 90% of the media is owned by the politicians. Yeah. So... They basically do what their party wants. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. It's a shame, man. It's yeah. A shame. So let's just hope this thing does not lead to this, this direction. Mm. 100%. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Nana, for calling. Thank you, Big Man. Yeah, because even. Thank the, you, and yeah. have a good day. And you too. And you too, Hannah. Bye. The TV Bye. stations in um, Niger, like, um, there's like all these French, ch- like, they've locked yeah. them off. Yeah. They've locked them off. They said, no. You can't. They've stopped them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said no French, nothing. They've locked them off, so there's no information coming in, like to obviously muddy the waters and stuff like that. So mm. they're not. They're they're completely cutting off. And also, like, the fact that Nigeria's even cut off electricity to them. I was thinking, yes, times, that's our own Nigerian yeah. people don't have electricity. How are you cutting off this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that that is, is, that so, is cheeky. so cheeky. Can you imagine? Ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely. Because they ridiculous. get most the electricity lines come from. Nigeria, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking ah, your own people are even suffering, mm-hmm. and yeah. you have the cheek to be cutting off theirs. Yeah, that's a damn shame. So, so like, what's what's you guys' views then? Do you feel like this is Africa waking up finally, or do you feel like this is something that we could get ourselves caught up in a, a bad situation? Just just going from one colonial master to a new one. That's what I'm afraid of, to be honest. I think it's very multi-layered. I'm in an ideal, ideal situation, mm-hmm. I would want us to wake up. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to be a thing where the French colonies are now against, you yeah, know, exactly. where, like Nigeria, mm-hmm. Ghana, all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because it's like Ghana is following suit mm-hmm. with Nigeria mm-hmm. in whatever they're saying. Yep. 
and others are following. I don't want it, I don't want to it to be you like mm-hmm. why we we're, we're getting used against each other, mm-hmm. and then in all the outcome it just benefits the worst the rest everybody else mm-hmm. whether it be Russia China France mm-hmm. America kind of thing. So I don't want it to be a, that kind of thing. But I don't know that we even have. I don't know that we have. With the way the um, corrupt leaders are, mm-hmm. I don't know how this is going to f- fall, to be honest. They should overthrow think... all of them. I was going to say... Ain't this, ain't this destabilization like an opportunity for like Africa to get under, get away from, from the West if they yeah. actually just showed some unity for the yeah, old yeah. things? Yeah. And cut but them I don't think Africa there. can you be unified though. That's the problem because... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like... With all the and stuff you know, with the IMF like as though as well, well it's techie. There's so, so many deals, back deals. That. I feel like as well, yeah, the, what's it called? The corruption runs deep. Yeah. Mm. Like, unpopular opinion, sometimes I think that we should be colonised a bit longer. <laughs> I'll be honest. Oh, wow. no, I'll be honest. Because I feel like the corruption... No, no, no. Facts. Because I feel like certain countries, if, like, the West or whatever, if they still had control and they were, you know, were one of their colonies or whatever, mm. I feel like there's certain standards that would have been met. Mm. Like, whenever I go to Nigeria, it's, it's, it's sad. Mm. Like, when you see the amount of, like, basic things that people do not have, mm. I feel like if they were still colonised, those basic things people will have, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the corruption runs deep that whenever there's, like, uprisings and stuff, I do wish it would be a thing where, you know, the people wouldn't back down and blah, blah. But then <coughs> there's no, like, res- like, the way... Okay. The reason why the leaders move the way they move is because they don't they, re- they don't respect the people, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, when there's now resistance by the people, they show them how much they really do not care and have any regard for their lives and stuff. And that's always the sad thing, where the longer it goes, they start to find a way to kind of just literally get rid of people. Like they literally just get rid of them, kill them, and stuff like that. So that's the sad thing. I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky situation. Mm-hmm. What I think though, I think. People need to get killed. I think here, yeah, and I'm not saying people as in the citizens. I think there needs to be like a wipe. You see how the the was it? What was it? The, the French and how they got rid of like the monarchy and stuff. I mm. feel like that's what we need: the African version of all the corrupt leaders, because it runs deep. That corruption runs way too deep to the point where sometimes as well the people are not even united. Do you get what I mean? Because of what it is that if you're if you help the leaders not get their power taken. They can give you this thing, but when you've got nothing, the little you're getting from them is something. I don't know, man. Can they do it themselves though? Wouldn't it just like transfer power to other countries? Like all them coups and stuff, they're gonna be backed by like either it'd be secretly like by by like Russia and China or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So it'll just go from America and That's France or whatever. This is the thing. That's the thing. Just trade in one the w- for another. Yeah. China cannot have control of any of those countries. Already, I mean they kinda do they're really setting up their place there. But I don't know, man. So do you feel like it'd be worse to have China and Russia, though? I don't know, man. They're all, they're all just... They're all the same people, man. Mm. They're all the same you that don't have that much regard for, for us. Ain't Russia it's like to... it's a lesser evil. Like, really, who is... This, this is Wouldn't it? Russia like do like better business, though? Like Give them more money? Because obviously yeah. they're just... It, yeah. Obviously, it serves their own purpose anyway, because yeah. they just want to antagonize and destabilize whatever their man got. But wouldn't it, wouldn't they be in better situations with them? I feel like it's just like, it will be a case of the, the, the lesser evil. So no one's really gonna be 
no one's a great option, mm. but certain points would make this person like there's more benefits that we can get here from if the other person. And I feel like with Russia, if it was Russia and China, that would be the case. Yeah, see, but I don't trust China not a damn yeah. lick. I don't trust China I don't all. trust them yeah. a damn lick, like, at all. Even though Nana said that when they come to the table, they come respectfully, mm-hmm. I feel like that's all BS, personally. Mm. Like, yeah, they may come respectfully, but behind your back, what they're doing? Mm. I think they look at bigger picture. Yeah. And, and I think China's, I think China's stronghold is a bit more... The way they've done it is much more insidious, right? But it's, the stronghold, I feel like, will be longer lasting. Yeah. Because it's done by like, legal channels. Yeah. And they give them money they can't afford to pay back. And they will never be able to pay back. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Kai. It's Vaughn. How are you? Yes, Vaughn. What are you saying? You right? Yeah, all good, all good. Just a um, great call by Nana and Tariq, by the way. I don't have that much to add. I just wanted to add a bit more context to what's happening in Niger. And I think it's just been missed a little um, in the reporting in the West as you'd expect. Mm-hmm. So, Anthony Blinken visited them in March. That's the first time the US Secretary of State visited them. And that is purely out of concern by the Russian influence or perceived Russian influence in that part of the world. Now, you just need to step back and look at where Niger is strategically. Mm-hmm. It's to the west of it is Mali, to the east of it is Chad. Nigeria is to the south, mm-hmm. Burkina Faso is to southwest. It's strategically one of the most important places to have your bases, and that's where the Americans and the French have. Mm-hmm. Now, it's been relatively stable for a long time, and that's because uh, the president, Bassoum, who was the, ironically the first one to be elected in, um, was compliant and allowed them to have those bases, so to speak. Now, the other thing to think about is Niger has never, ever, outside of the Basum election, had a peaceful transfer of power. It has been coup after coup. So this is not actually um, different to anything that they've been used to, sad to say. And it's not always bloody. Sometimes it's bloodless, but a coup nonetheless. The other thing to think about is Burkina Faso and uh, Mali have both had um, coups in the last three years. So obviously that has fueled the sentiment within Niger. Ironically, the person who overthrew the president at the moment was um, a supporter when he was about to be overthrown. Mm-hmm. But now he's taking matters into his own hands and took him out. Uh, this uh, Chiani, I believe his name. Yeah. There's a there's a there's an excellent journalist actually out of Nigeria, Abuja. His name is um, Ahmed Idris, who writes about this stuff extensively. Really, really good. Worth worth looking into. But the the perceived issue that they've got is that look at what's happening in the Central Republic of uh, in the Central African Republic and Congo. Mm-hmm. They're looking at what is happening there in terms of the re- relationships that they're getting out of the Chinese in comparison to what they're getting out of the West. Um, getting the Wagner Group in is exactly like Nana said, is purely about them having the accoutrement, as he put it, to enable the um, military defense if it needs be if the french decide to mobilize but the french aren't going to mobilize because they didn't mobilize in mali they were thrown out very quickly Uh so i think what's happening at the moment is a lot of posturing invariably there will be um there will be a normalization of ties there will be some sort of um i suppose calming of the tensions however the important thing to remember is that this isn't new to the nigerians this isn't new to anybody in that region it's just this is the latest. And the only reason 
that is now perceived to be more threatening in the media coverage now that we're getting in the West is purely because it's not the Americans, the French. They're at their receiving end of something that they think that the Russians or the Chinese are fueling. When in reality, it's actually exactly like Nana said, the political class in all of these African countries that keep failing their electorate or mm. the people who back their, their position in power, mm. and then they have to react um, militarily because invariably that's all they really have. Now, Giannis did say something quite pertinent. He said there is the gradual disappearance of Niger as a result of these Western interests and mismanagement of the economy. So he does seem to have a bit of knowledge in terms of how he can turn it around, or at least they can turn it around with relations with the Russians and the Chinese. Now, I don't know how true that is. He's still, you know, um, he's, he's still a coup. Is there someone who can overthrow him just like he overthrew this guy? Mm-hmm. So it's about, well, what is it in the short term that they can achieve to try and um, change the narrative? Because otherwise, you're all going to be end. You're going to end in this perpetual cycle of coup after coup, and the only beneficiaries are the people who with with feel with with bases on the ground, and that's the um, the West at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to have that bit of context. Thank you very much, Von. But um, before you go, yeah, I want to ask you a question. Yeah, in terms yeah. of in terms of you, you said you don't think um, French will do anything. It's more so posturing, right? Mm-hmm. But but bearing in mind yeah. that um, the reserves in in Niger fuel power like two-thirds some even say three-fourths right of um uh, french homes right would they really just mm-hmm. be just chilling there or, would, or do you think they're going to do something <laughs> something tangible it, it, it would it ultimately be some sort of resolution some sort of agreement because they can't afford to um alienate the entire country through military use and that's what will happen and that's when you're inviting too much conflict and in order to fuel that conflict you need more exploitation elsewhere Mm -hmm. and frankly they've already lost a foothold in mali they can't they can't afford that route you know it's Mm -hmm. not exactly that the western economy is doing very well at the moment to try and handle now ironically a war can fuel an economic growth because that's what we have seen time and again since the turn of the century however the easiest route for them is to try and negotiate some sort of settlement. I would, I would, I would, I would expect something to, to be agreed. At the moment, the, the general just took um, a hardline approach by cutting all of these things. Oh, and the other thing, obviously, that we haven't talked about is the tribalism within all of these countries. Yeah. Um, you know, Niger is a 99% Muslim country with a huge Arab contingent who own businesses, and um, they're obviously can potentially be targeted. But that's that's just another dimension that is not being mentioned at all. Yeah. What, what do you see for like the future being for um, the CFA Frank? Uh, they probably deserve coups themselves so that they can start looking after their countries instead of you know, their paymasters. But, you know, um, we have, do, I, I don't. Do, do, you feel like, do you feel like the currency, like this is the beginning and the end for that particular currency? Because for as long, like, the way I see it is, for as long as the currency remains intact and being used amongst these francophone countries, right, surely the influence of France is always going to be there because they need to go to France to actually get this particular currency, right? So, so, but do you mm. feel like this is, the, this is yes. the end of that? Is this the beginning of the end of that? I don't think so. I don't think so, unfortunately, because it's not a concerted effort from all the francophone countries. The last time somebody tried to introduce a pan-African currency was just the north of Niger, again, thinking of various, and that's in Libya, unless you see what happened there. Yep. So <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that straightforward, unfortunately. Okay, okay. I hear you. 
So yeah, I mean, it's a glimmer of hope, and it's about what, what the best solution is for those African people in that struggle. Unfortunately, it will settle down again, I'm afraid. Yeah. Okay, thank uh, you, Beto. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Brent, what, what's, your, what's your views on, on all of this? Yeah, I think what Vaughn just touched on was I was um I was wary of when it is I was doing some research. Mm. The positioning of is it Niger? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Has all of the all of the West uh parties like scrambling for mm-hmm. that position and obviously America has that base <clears throat> and apparently <clears throat> because of what they did, America's had to stop giving them money. And I think they said forty percent of their um income comes from from America, mm. America's aid. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's that's having a massive effect, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I found it interesting that like no no channel over here is covering this bollocks, right? Mm. Like like no channel's covering <laughs> it. And it could kick off over there. What I also found interesting was the picture of all of those African nations in the ECOWAS. Yeah. Like standing up for a picture. Yes, imagine. Do this or says that we're gonna we're gonna flex. Mm-hmm. Tap, and tap dancing for the master. Yeah, yeah and, and the crux of it is just the white man just giggling and yeah. that's in the background. That's, yeah. what, that's what it always that's is though. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm so glad that they, they didn't cave though, you know. Because obviously they were meant to put Bazoom back in power by the sixth of August. Yeah. I'm so glad that niggas still chilling somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? But is it your people who suggested that they should cave, no? Yeah, because Tinubu, oh, like, like, we, man, we spoke how are you? How are you feeling seeing as it's Nigeria, your people that's... But remember, th- this is why I identify as Yoruba, <laughs> not Nigeria. Because Nigeria is a failed country. It's a, it's a, it's a useless country Yeah, but right Tinubu's Yoruba. He is, he is. <laughs> <laughs> so, where do we go from here, But man? he cares more about Nigeria than Yoruba. He does. He does. You know what I'm saying? more Nigerians. Yeah. He cares about Nigeria. Really? Yeah, in in terms of like, um, so that he can, you know, fill his pockets from it. and benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I'm saying. So, yeah, yeah. he cares more about Lagos. Really that's fine, that's what I was gonna say. Oh. He's more. He cares more about Lagos. He's yeah. the king of Lagos. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's Lagos mar- when he was a governor. Yeah. How many years? Ago? But, he, but he's he's already kind of clocked that level now, isn't it? He's, he wants to now. Level take, up. You know what I'm saying? Take mm. over Nigeria. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, for example, if he wins a second term, he won't even try and go for a third somehow. He's capable. It's kind of like what Nana was that saying. That man cannot win a second term. That man is knocking on death's door. Be, he can't <laughs> so win a second term. Bahari was knocking on death's door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Bahari still looked active. Tinubu is sleeping in meetings. Yeah, that's true. Tinubu is sleeping everywhere. He's literally... Snooze yeah. festing. He cannot stay awake. He's, he's old though. Yeah, he's an old man. He's a very old man. Yeah. Yeah, he's old man. Like, he's sli- like whenever coming like Joe Biden. Yeah. He's sleeping, Brent. Yeah. As in not stylishly sleeping. Like <laughs> I'm knocked out. <laughs> On world stages. Isn't he in his, is, is he, isn't he in his 80s? He's yes. I think he's actually younger than Buhari, you know. But I think he's got a condition. Oh, that's so what he I, looks a lot older. His and, condition and is theft. That's what I'm saying. I think so. The condition is. I need to double check, but I, I think he's. The condition is a drug <laughs> pushing thief. Imagine the president of a whole country being a drug dealer. Do you know how mad that is? Allegedly. <laughs> it's alleged as I'm black. There's nothing alleged it's about a that damn, shit. It's a damn shame, though, man. But 
I don't know, man. To me, I, I, I want to remain positive and I feel like this is the beginning of something. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, Mali did this first, right? And they were alone. Burkina Faso then did something. You know what I'm saying? Um, obviously, Niger is doing something. Maybe this might be may a have a, it. Maybe it might you know what I'm saying, especially as these guys are not backing down. And they've got Mali and think he's supported in there. So yes, they said so the people you guys touch them. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah that's, but I don't want it to become like a war between us as Africans. That's what I don't want. Yeah, but but all sometimes be, all because um, yeah um, France and the US mm -hmm. and who's got their yeah. um, hand up. Mm -hmm. Is, it really, is yeah. it really France, US and, and China though, and Russia though? Because if there's a war, I'm sure the people will go straight for the culprits, that sleepy man and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no? Yep. Because I'm, in my head, these common people, uh -huh. the actual people know who the problem is, the greed of the, the people in charge, right? Yeah. So if lives are being taken, mm -hmm. meals are being removed from tables and whatnot. Mm. Aren't they going for them first? Because they facilitated all this? Yeah, yeah but, but you would think so, but then yeah. uh, the state of Nigeria is still the state of Nigeria. They know what's going on. Mm -hmm. People this on might the ground be, know what's going the, on. the spark, right? It could be. Because you know when NSARS was happening, for example, yeah, mm. all the politicians were trying to fly out mm. because they knew that, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's actually for us. It's peak. Yeah, it's peak yeah, for us. Like, they were literally sending their kids out because they were like, Mm -hmm. Boy, we might get it. Once so you start having unrest, you're giving people opportunity to come out their houses and go and look for you, innit? Like a and, I, and that's it. And I feel like with Africa, like Africans are so tired, man. They're so sick of the shit. So I feel like it could be good. I, I, I heard the, 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 the stress in Nana's voice. He was ready. He's going to be ready too, right? To for sure. Right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Take some time off for the good. While he's off to war. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a terrible state of affairs, man. Um, obviously, we all know um, how influential Africa is in terms of like resource resources, how uh, minimal rich they are, right? Apparently... Africa has 30% of mineral reserves in the world. 30%, almost a third. They have 65% total arable land. So all the agriculture, all, all, all them type of things there, Africa. 80% natural gold, sorry, gas, um, gold, diamonds, uranium, all them things that people kind of use, as we know, Google, Tesla, all them people using their electronics and their tech mm -hmm. all over the world, all comes from Africa, right? Obviously, this is the reason why we know China is there pretty much. But the thing about China, China doesn't have a military base. In Africa, I think they may have only one in Djibouti, something like that. I think they have only one. Mm -hmm. But everybody else, America, France, you know what I'm saying? They, they're mm -hmm. there in, in terms of like troops and, and things of that nature. And um, yeah, man, I, this, this is why I feel like for, um, China, that like I think Tariq was pretty much um, saying, Ch China's in a good position. Because they really, you can't really say they're bad yet. This is it. Because they're just, they're just chilling, they're just waiting. And they're doing things by the book. You know what I'm saying? Because they're playing the long game. This is it. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 a, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Um, what else was I going to say? In terms of like, what can Africans do, right, to kind of build and develop the economy of the individual states, the individual countries? Because everyone's kind of talking about um, the difficulty to get visas, right? And that's something that we spoke about well, Africans um, spoke about um, many a time, right? Why is it that in Europe, you don't, well, prior to the whole... Prior yeah. to the EU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> prior to Brexit. Mm. Um, but, like, we could just go freely. 
And it just f- facilitates trade and things of that nature. Isn't that what ECOWAS kind of does, though? Yes, but not in the whole of Africa. No, I know. It's you only know in the, the You know what I'm West. saying? Yeah. And we heard Savage here. Like, he travelled from Nigeria all the way to South Africa. There's loads of people. He to get a visa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, things like that, right, where countries... Yeah. Mm. You know, mm, from Nigeria, had to get a visa for South Africa? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Okay. The only reason I'm confused... It's because when I was leaving SA to go to Ghana, I flew in my Ghana passport. And they didn't ask me any questions. Mm. Like, I didn't need... Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. li- I literally showed my Ghana passport. Okay. And it was fine. Yeah, maybe incompetent. So that's why I'm just... Yeah. Maybe they were incompetent. I don't know. Yeah. But I literally flew... And my passport expired. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, you need visas yeah, to, to, to go through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely incompetent. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was close. To, it was, I had less than six months, basically. Mm. And it was... It, was, it wasn't it was an issue. There you go. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, man, they definitely like you need visas and all these type of things there, right? When you can, if we open up the borders to some degree, obviously it should be some regulation should be there, right? Mm. But it's too much right now, where it's like it costs an arm and a leg, takes t- too much time of your day just to try and get a visa, right? Just, which I think makes everything need, a lot difficult. We need to forge obviously um, relationships between ourselves. I was yeah. gonna say that, and also we need to forge relationships with the Caribbean. I'm sorry, mm. once that line gets met and those dots connect. <laughs> Do you know what I think the problem is? I think because we're so divided amongst ourselves and mm-hmm. they know we're divided amongst themselves, mm-hmm. ourselves, right? They know how to play the game and how to play us against each other. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The unity is not there. Yeah. So that's why they're able to kind of get away with all this stuff. And greed is the main thing. Obviously, if you throw like few to greedy people, yeah. they're not going to think about everybody else. No. That's not how we operate, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, be- I believe what Esther's saying in a sense where secretly you kind of have to get rid of, there has to be a purge of like mm-hmm. the people, those people, because it's only the, like, the younger generation or the new ge- generation who are going to like push forward that narrative of unity. You see, this is the thing, right? I've, I've always said, yeah, secretly, deep down, I've kind of wished for a coup in Nigeria to get rid of, like you just said, all those corrupt politicians and totally have a purge of that particular government and system and the mindset of these people so that, you know, hopefully the newer people can, you know, can start again. But it requires... They don't want to release power. This is it. It requires a proper benevolent uh, military that will hand it over and say, guys, back to civilian rule and let's do things properly. But the reality is... That's just, it's an ideal world. It, it, it's just not possible. I remember speaking to one guy before, yeah, um, a Nigerian guy, Abel guy, and he went back to Nigeria one time. He was telling me about his experience talking to his cousins and stuff. And he was like, yo, you, we, we should all come together, um, you know, take over the, not take over the government and such, but change the corruption. His cousin said, my friend, don't, don't, don't come here and, and You've start You've been here for five so. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, he, but they also said to him, they've had their time to, 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 to enjoy it, to chop. We need our time too. So, so don't come and, and See, act that's like... What but this is, the, about, this is uh, the mentality. Said, said it, it runs this, deep. This, this is what I'm saying. This is you. the mentality. Mm-hmm. And you know how we say about nepotism? Mm-hmm. Nepotism actually works wrongly over there. Yeah, it, no, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it meant to bend, it, but it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because I too need to, as you said, my turn to chop. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. And what's annoying to me is, I feel like the greed is so much, is like, that's what is annoying to me is like the PR in terms of the PR mm-hmm. it's not like there's not greed and corruption in this country let's mm. be clear mm-hmm. <laughs> because COVID <laughs> COVID was showed you that yep. that it was that but I feel like at least 
there are things that are functional to make you seem like you mm. people are not gonna are not gonna be majorly aware of what the corruption is going on because I got electricity, I got running water, I've got all the these things. Fuck, the, the basic, basic necessities are being the, met. The roads are, are being met, so the the country is not gonna be re- really aware of really what's going on back with all these stuff that's going on. Mm. But with Africa now, you can't even do that. Like mm. I can understand if you want to. I'm again, I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying if you want to have that mentality of when you want to you want to chop something at the back end. Mm-hmm. Sort out your people first. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. understand this mentality of you just want to chop, 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 but then your country is in de- de- degradation. I don't understand that. Yeah. Now, how do you look? Because maybe because I'm not a greedy person in it. Again and again, I'm mm-hmm. not in that place of power in it. So people always say money changes you in it. So. Mm-hmm. Who's, to not, who's to say that I won't get rich one day and become a greedy person? God forbid. But I don't think that's my character. But it's like, like what you said, how can you be so rich, yeah, mm. and then just see the state of like what's going on and the fact that you're in control and in power and you have all the power in the world to make a difference and you just choose to just sleep on your money? It's crazy. It's, just, it's ridiculous. Do you not, not fear God? Sorry, it's what I said about they have no regards for life. Like the other day when... What was that? I think when I was away or something like that. There's a doctor in Nigeria, Dr. Diaso, I believe her name was. Basically, yeah, she's a student doctor. You know how you have like on placement or whatever? Mm. She works at a hospital in Nigeria, right? Mm. The elevators were not working, as in the lifts have not been working for so long. Mm. To the point where, like, say there's an emergency, they have to basically take the stairs for all that. They've complained about it, they've filed so many things, whatever. You know, she died. Mm. She died because she she went to get her food. The Uber driver, wherever it was, the delivery guy was downstairs. Yeah. She got in the lift and the lift fell. And then she was stuck in there for about two hours, I think, because they didn't know mm-hmm. how to. Was, and obviously all the students and now they've been, basically they've been striking all the doctors or whatever. Then is it the governor's wife? Comes to us the next day. She's like, oh, like. I understand. I feel your pain too. No, I'm don't. angry as well. No, but let's not let's not get too much. And then what gets me and this and I, I don't know how other African countries run, mm-hmm. but I feel like this is what Nigeria is the way it is. She's like, I'm coming to you as your mother. Yeah, they like. Yeah, my they love the sentiment. That's the problem. It's all sentimental stuff. The country. They literally have no regard for life because for me, yeah, it's like you're leader of a country where you guys have health, even if it's like a little headache. They're flying to France. They're coming mm. to the UK. They're going mm-hmm. to the States. They're flying out to go and get, like, have consultations with whatever doctor, whoever, whoever it is that they want to um, mm-hmm. figure. Isn't that how a passenger's wife died? Mm. She died because she flew out to, yes. get, to get surgery. Yeah. To get body works yeah. done. Yeah. That's how she died. Do you get what I mean? And you do these things, and then the hospitals and the, the trains and the buses and all that stuff that's in your countries are not working properly. They don't care. They literally have no regards for human life at all. So that's why they sleep. They sleep with their, air con- with their AC on high mm-hmm. and they have no cares in the world. But then when it's election time, that's yeah. when you want now, the there's, now we've got more electricity. Now is this. Now you're giving people rice, rice. and you're giving them these stupid things. Mm. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I know this is a very d- difficult question to ask yet, but how, how best can Africa kind of... Um, the, the the you know the the influence of the West because the reality is it remember I think um who was it was it was it Tariq or Nana um, spoke about the whole Pan African currency and the unification of Africa right in a real tangible way um, under Gaddafi right and we saw what happened to him right the French got involved the US got involved they killed him and now 
there's just rebels. It, Libya is just a finished state right now. There's nothing good that's happening in Libya. But before, as much as you want to call him uh, a terrorist from their perspective, right, there was order in the country. There was order. Pe people had stuff. People didn't really go without, right? Someone as powerful as Gaddafi, who spoke his mind, who, di who didn't back down. We saw what he did for decades, right? Yes, decades, but still. I'm not a fan of him personally. Yes. I, th there's always going to be certain things, right? E even myself, I, I thought he was a bit too... He cared a lot about the Arab... Exactly. ...ascension as, as exactly. well, right? But still, he still came and did something, or at least planned to do something for Africa, right? Which would have benefited black Africa. They've killed him. Who else is going to come out and speak and be like Gaddafi? Are we going to see another Gaddafi? Is anyone going to be as bold as that? Is anyone? Uh, do you feel like any of these leaders are prepared to put their life on the line? No, because they're too no. busy in so then that means the pockets. This is does the that mean that we're done then? Leaders, of course not. They're, does does they're that mean that we're pocket. done then? No, because I think what, what needs to happen is that the current leaders need to move to the side. All of these old-ass men that are ruling countries need to be moved to the side. You need to get young people. That's the issue. They need to be, but not young people who are in, in the in the bloodline of the people that just left. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, new talents, people, that different people. Mm -hmm. that, I feel like that's what will actually help Africa. I feel like if all the African countries did that, I reckon that, could, that would make a difference. You don't feel like the Americans and, and the French, they're so experienced in this that they'll just find a way to, to speak to them and, and make them just comply and, and set up a new deal that will benefit the West as well. Because at, at the end of the day, right, we have to realise America... In terms of resources, uranium resources, they, they got nothing. Mm -hmm. yeah, they still get them from Russia. They, they get it from imagine. And now they can exactly like like Mark said, they sanctioned everything else yeah. apart from well, the uranium. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So bearing that in mind, surely they're, they're not going to back down. They're not going to say, "Okay, Africa, we're done with you." They're going to always do something. But that's why I said the people that need to come in need to be people that are very knowledgeable. They understand the power that we actually have. They understand what it is that we have and how these other countries need us. And I feel like if they played it right, they would have to... That the other countries... I think it can be a good relationship. It can be a good working relationship. Okay. Because at the moment, a lot of Western countries are the ones that benefit and we don't... African countries don't really benefit anyway. Yeah. So many people who are there who understand the power that we have, understand the resources that we have, understand why it is that... Like, present to these Western countries why it is that you need us, mm. why you need some of our stuff. Because some of the things that you're running, all your tech stuff, all of this, all of that, you get that from us. Yep. So okay. actually, if we step away from you, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Do you get what I mean? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be difficult, right? But I'm, I'm just trying to throw something back yeah, at but, you, right? Okay. Look, no, with oh. the IMF, though, them, them deals that IMF have made, mm -hmm. it's, it's so messy. Yeah. So I don't, know, I don't know who's coming in to come and sort that out. <laughs> this is probably propaganda, but I heard something about how Putin was looking to, probably fake, clear the debts. I'm not too sure. I heard that. Oh, well. yeah, I heard yeah, that. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? But, I don't but know at the same time, Putin likes to separate himself from the Wagner group. You know what I'm saying? Because some people actually believe that coup was a fake coup, innit? That really it was just a way of making um, it look to the world that there was some type of divide between Russia and the Wagner group. That way it allows Russia to control what's going on in Africa via the Wagner group. You know what I'm saying? And really be like, we're kind of hands off. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be more inclined to believe that still. Mm. Good morning, caller. Good afternoon. Oh, morning. Are you guys all right? Yeah, all good. Thanks. How are you? This is good vibes. No. Mm -hmm. good vibes. I'm very well, thank you. Well done, Christy. Your ears are your ears are picking up. I think that was Christy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, where are you from? I didn't know she had an accent. She's putting it on. She's putting it on. Yeah. Oh. 
That is actually not true. This is my real accent. When I come from London, that's a fake accent. But anyway, <laughs> I wanted to say, <laughs> I really agree with the idea I'm that people... Your energy is too high. Listen, I'm going to say your energy is too high for me today. I cannot. So, no, so I'm confused. I don't know what her reaction is that. I think that's why I have a voice and I really want, you know, the masses to hear me. Continue. Okay, go on, go on, go on. Yes, we can hear you, ma'am. Thank you so much. So basically, I really agree with the chat. There should be a coalition between Africa. However, it's a very big continent. I think the idea of us having our own currency, yeah, also very interesting, but I do think it has to be split up between the continent. Esther said a very valid point, and I know she was joking, I think she was joking, about yeah. the idea of us being again. But mm-hmm. I know what she means, that it does need to be a complete overhaul of the, of the political system. And, uh, well, and some countries in Africa are doing better than others when it comes to corruption. So I think they can all benefit to learn each other if they were to kind of like do a whole coalition type thing, uh, like similar to the UN. And um, not everyone in the UN has the same currency, but they do mm-hmm. need to have like rules and things like that. And they can have like sanctions on like decide like, okay, these countries like China, they can only have a certain percentage of our land, of our this, of our that, keep it safe. That being said, I'm just going to end on that of uh, the last thing. Um, oh, by the way, uh, I hope everyone knows that you hate Marv. I actually really like the guy. Uh, I tried to fight him because like, we had some... And uh, I think that's all I wanted to say. Sorry. I'll say... Oh, oh, oh one last thing. Um, Ebony was Sorry. saying something about the hog, and I didn't know what it was about. And I just feel like, in general, we should talk about African black politics all over the world a little bit more. But yeah, thank you, guys. Can I say, before you go... You are a very skilled woman because she's still talking at the same pace, yeah, but in a in a new in a new, in a new accent. <laughs> That's lit. Oh really? To me, yeah. I feel like I'm talking a lot slower. That's really interesting. No, but definitely slower. Then it started off slow, then it sped up. It sped up. Ah, uh, you see, because you guys made me shy, you exposed my identity. See, so that's that's yeah. Good vibes. Can I ask a question? She said it wasn't you. Where, where you from? Where you oh, from? Oh, Iman, no, Iman. I had a question for you. No, this was it. This was it. Okay. So, so basically, Iman, yeah? yeah, you mentioned about politicians being willing to die for their cause. I hear that, I respect it. But do you think that's fair? Do you, like, do you think that, like, well, first of all, do you feel like you are? I'm not putting you on the spot. Do you feel like it's fair that, like, yeah, in certain countries, you do need to be willing to die and play it all on the line to, to, be, to be a political figure and to, like, you know, fight your people and sort out stuff that you care about. However, in other countries, it's really not the case. And you just get to actually be in politics and, like, fine, you have the passion, but, like, today, Jeremy Cobb is not dead. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. if Jeremy Cobb was in Nigeria, maybe he might have been dead rather than just having like a media blitz. So yeah. I'll leave that there, but I just have to be on that. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, all you can do is play the the, the cards that you're dealt, innit? And it just, we're born and, um, you know, to parents or ourselves in, in countries where for our freedom, you have to be prepared to die for it. You know what I'm saying? The white man's been doing what he's been doing for hundreds of years. And the only way that we've ever seen... Um, countries actually get some type of freedom is when people died for it you know what i'm saying so you're not you're not wrong but i just think like that's the, that's, not, that's one of the reasons why, like okay we haven't had like you know wonderful people like yourselves who are passionate because of course i think there's many people like you in nigeria who wants to change the whole country but it's like okay well my mom died on me i can't just go and like allow myself to be killed because of xyz i've just got to be grinded so i do feel like that's basically that's quite a big barrier it it shouldn't just i don't think people lazy or like we, just, we don't care about the corruption we do really do care mm-hmm. i just wanted to say that but 100 yeah. you're, you're right and it's easier said than done but i think when somebody has um an understanding of destiny right and, and their role in this world i think they they kind of see things different you know what i'm saying they, they're not necessarily prepared to live for everybody but they're prepared to die for everybody 
And I think that's that, that's a good distinction that you need to have when you're a leader, right? You, we, we've seen people like Samora Michelle and Patrice Lumumba, Sankara, all of these people who were killed. Very but, they, but very young. You know what I'm saying? Their wives went without husbands. Their, their kids went, out, went without fathers. And these people kind of knew, not kind of, they knew what was at stake, but they still did it. You know what I'm saying? And I think more people like that, it will, it will become apparent to the world what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, when, when they killed Lumumba, right, in, 60, in, in, in the early 60s, right, the, the, the CIA, um, the Belgium government, all of them acted as though they didn't know what happened. It's only decades after when they came out. And I saw an interview, a documentary, with the, some of the guys who were behind it laughing, laughing, mm. talking about how they still got teeth of um, Lumumba yeah. in their possession. These animals, this is what they do. So I say all of that just to say, we have to be prepared for that. Yes, it's unfortunate that um, the only way to get freedom, at least for us, right, is to die for it. But I feel like that's just part and parcel of, of life. You're dealing with people, with devils, who are prepared to kill everybody else, to subjugate everybody else, to exploit everybody agree. else. I totally agree. You can't have a big change about stuff like that. You, you can't. Like that. But I will say that um, maybe uh, that, that's why, because you have to feel like your sacrifice is also worth it at the same time. Yeah. Like personally, I'm that type of person. I'm, but if I was, if I knew that there was, like, a, like I said, an African coalition or something that, okay, then I have a revolution this year, mm -hmm. and then it's not like in two, three years the country's going to go back to shit again, yeah. that will kind of make me and that it's worth giving my life up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. But that's all I've got to say for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Do you have a question for me? Take care. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, good advice. Where, where are you from? I wanted to ask. Ethnicity. You'll find out, man, guys. Peace out. <laughs> 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 I'm taking nowhere. <laughs> all right. Um, I feel like we've pretty much kind of touched on everything. Oh, except for the pipeline. So, yeah, Marge, you kind of spoke about this earlier. Basically about this... Um, why Niger, another reason why Niger is so important, obviously we spoke about the uranium um, reserves and things of that nature, but also because Niger is a potential host to this particular pipeline, which is going to run from Nigeria all the way to the north to Algeria, where the white man can siphon and take all this energy. <laughs> Niger has obviously stopped this, thank God, right? And so this is another reason why I think it will be very difficult for the whites, the French, the US to basically say, oh yeah, that's fine. It's not going to be, ah, oh, that's fine situation. They're obviously going to, they're going to try and do something. Ideally, yes, come to the table. Let's talk about certain things. But I don't see Tinubu basically being okay with just a conversation. I don't see it. Because like you said, you guys, well, I think it was Nana that said it. Most of these properties are in, in France. They control him. Mm. They control him. You know what I'm saying? But Niger is, is, is to the north of Nigeria and it has to run through Niger. There's just more tap dancing. They're gonna beef them. They're gonna beef them to allow them to make them put the um pipeline through to give energy to Europe. Like, are they really gonna do that? What do you mean? You mean would Nigeria do that? Yeah. I mean, potentially, because he he was one of those who was like, "Yo, let's let's um get our Nigerian army into Niger ASAP." It was only because the Nigerian assembly said no. Otherwise, they would be there right now, trying to 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 get Bazoum back in in power. Because yeah, he's controlled by the US, he's controlled by mm -hmm. the French. You know what I'm saying? He don't care about Africa as a whole. He cares about he's right now. And, and that's that's the situation that we unfortunately face, man. And to be fair with you, I don't think any other Nigerian president would have done anything different. I not hundred percent. I actually you know don't I mean? think so. Yeah, so yeah, this is the situation that we're in. Obviously, guys, as we um get more development on what's going on, we will relate to the peoples and that, you know what I mean?
But um, I think we kind of touched on most that we can. Lovely. Let's get into some more headlines. All right, so our next headline, um, home office contractors were told that potentially deadly Legionella bacteria had been detected on the Bibby Stockholm um, hours after asylum seekers were taken aboard the barge. So Dorset Council flagged the Legionella test results to the barge contractors on the day that they received them, which was on um, the 7th of August, raising questions about why the evacuation of 39 people from the barge took four days. Initially, the government indicated that further tests needed to be carried out before it could be determined how serious a risk the levels of Legionella posed. However, the UK Health Secretary Agency with sources have confirmed that the only Legionella test results um, the Home Office, Dorset Council, UK HSA, and the Home Office contractors operating the barge currently have are those made available to Dorset Council on Monday, the 7th of August. While further um, tests on levels of Legionella in water have been conducted, no results are yet available. On Sunday evening, yesterday, Dorset Council confirmed to The Guardian that it raised the alarm about Legionella with the Home Office contractors on the day that it received the Legionella test results. So it's unclear when the contractors told the um, Home Office about the results. Next headline takes us to Africa, again, where South Africa's former president, Jacob Zuma, has been released from prison due to a remission of nonviolent offenders approved by the current president, Cyril Ramaphosa. Um, this was relayed by the Justice Minister, Ronald Lamola. In the latest twist arising from the sentence for contempt of court, Zuma was ordered to report back to jail, arriving at 6 a.m. at a detention facility in the eastern town of Escort. This is what the prison service has said. There, he was admitted into the system, only to be let go in just over an hour under a remission process to ease overcrowding in prison. This is according to the National Commissioner of Correctional Services. Um, that person also said, um, what's his name, um, Dobakale, he said that upon admission into the system, he was subjected to administrative processes. He was then released. Zuma is 81 currently, right? And he was sentenced to 15 years in June of 2021 after refusing to testify before a panel investigating financial corruption and cronyism under his presidency. He started serving his term in July of 2021, causing protests that descended into riots and looting that left more than 350 people dead in the worst violence to hit South Africa since the advent of democracy. But after just two months, he was freed on medical parole for an undisclosed condition. And it's time to pay the bills. That's it for the headlines. All right, let's get into some word on road. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got much for you guys today at all. Um, this I saw over the week. No, I saw it much posted on Friday, I think. And I just thought it was really, really sweet. So Sasha... Sasha Ellis. Um, she basically posted about being a Christian and like figuring out social media, kind of find the balance. And I just thought it was very, very sweet. So I'm going to share it. She says, social media has been difficult for me the past couple of months. As I draw nearer to God, so does my appetite for what I do slash post. The things I was into posted, into slash posted before just isn't who I am now. I've definitely had moments where my flesh has tried to draw me out and a few times has won. I'm really going through a sanctification process, dying to old ways, inhabiting new ways, and I'm always so reluctant to not overpollute my socials with a new me, and at times have just posted what I feel everyone wants me to see, wants to see, versus what God wants. But my identity as a Christian grows daily, and it's so important to me that I have to just be the lead, that I have to just be led 
by the spirit and do what he wants. Anyway, I say all of that to say thank you for those who are patient with me and have noticed this change and for still supporting me, even though I'm not the same person you originally followed for, but still find joy in what I do post as I embark on this journey. And she said, I even think that why are you posting that you're supposed to be a Christian people? Because even though it's the wrong messenger, it's the right message. Appreciate you guys. I thought I was so positive, man. Nala has really good parents, beautiful parents. But yes, I just thought that was really positive. And then also, my last thing for today is Lizzo. So apparently Lizzo's name was one of the considerations for this for the Super Bowl. Um, but she's been taken out. She's been removed from being considered based on the lawsuits and stuff she's going through. So anyone who doesn't know, she's been taken to court by, well, currently by three of her ex-dancers um, who worked on the shows and her tours and stuff with her. And they're alleging stuff to do with, okay, so they're taking her and I believe the manager, one of her managers or something like that, the choreographer? One of the women anyway, that's on her team, to court because apparently that, that woman always talks about Christianity and people's religion and all that kind of stuff. And that is a form of discrimination. And apparently she shames them and whatnot. And also they're taking the, her to court for, I guess in a way like bullying, harassment, um, also some sexual stuff in there about her, about her when they've gone out, forcing them to do like sexual things with um, dancers and whatever club they're in and all that kind of stuff. So that's why she's going to court. But yeah, it's affecting a lot that she's doing. Um, and... Super Bowl is organised. The performance was organised by Rock Nation. And she was actually meant to headline a festival that Jay-Z had. And that's also been cancelled as well. So she's going for a tough time. And allegedly what's happening is her team are trying to figure out how it is that they can just get her out of this sinking ship and try and sort things out. And yeah, but I thought that's one of those things where until it goes to court, until the case is heard and the verdict, all that kind of stuff, it's not really going to, you know, it's not really going to, nothing's going to happen. She's going to have to sit still for a while because allegedly there's also more people who have come forward. I think there's been six people in the past week that have also come forward. So she's having a hard time. She's having a hard, a hard time. Do you know making me laugh though? Yeah? You know when it's like, oh, I'm innocent, I haven't done anything wrong. So why are so many people coming out and talking? Something isn't adding up. The math ain't muffins. So. This is it. But I, f I feel like with her case, yeah, I find it very interesting because I think, I mean, I struggle to believe that how she is, she was fat shaming them. I think with the fat shaming claims, I don't think that's going to hold in court mm -hmm. because essentially, yeah, if you have, if you are a place of work and you're meant to be, a, and you're a dancer, if you do start putting on weight where it's affecting your, what you're doing, and not even just being a dancer, any job you're doing, Whatever, if, so, if you're going through something that starts to affect how well you can work, you will be up for review. So I feel like that claim about the fat shaming one, that one is not really, I feel like that's an employer saying that you're not up to standard anymore. No, but isn't that a form of discrimination though? Nah, because you're not performing, you're not doing your job properly. So the, what the girl was saying, so basically the girl was saying that she was reading in between the lines. Mm -hmm. The conversation they had with her was that, What's going on with you? Because you're not performing the way you the way you usually do. Then the girl talked about you know she's got some mental health issues dealing with blah blah, and they were like, okay, do you know what? Maybe take some time. And I think they were gonna spot like they were going to something the therapy or whatever. And they were like, okay, well, like we can pay for some therapy for you. Basically, take some time to sort yourself out and then come back. It's basically sick leave essentially. Mm. But then the girl was reading in between the lines, saying that she was being fat shamed. Right. 
you get I me? Mean? So no one actually said to her, you're fat, mm. you need to lose weight. It was more a, what's going on with your dancing, blah, blah. So you can think you're still a good dancer, but if you're putting on weight or you're st- or whatever's going on, you can think you're the best. But when we're on the stage, you're hitting the mm. moves last. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like there is that, but I do think as well, there's been, there was, I feel like a line was crossed in terms of, um, I'm your employer and we're friends thing. And I feel like that's difficult because obviously when they go out, when they go on tour and whatever, they go like after parties, blah, 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 blah. It's like your friends. Do you get what I mean? So I feel like that line has been blurred. And I think that Lizzo, I think the line has been blurred on both sides. And I think that's where we then get the whole harassment and the and the fighting and the balling of the fists and all that stuff. So it just, it just feels like it was, it, the house wasn't being taken care of the way it should have been, basically. And then what else? There was someone else that said something else. The whole Christian thing, that one, that one, she's definitely going down for that. Not Lizzo, but the manager that was doing all that. She's definitely going down for that. Because apparently one of the girls was a virgin and she's out here telling everyone her business. And also, it's just like, all again, but that again speaks to the environment about, is this a place to work or use not friends that gist? Mm. Do you get what I mean? And some of the girls are also saying how they feel like because they weren't going out, they were targeted because they weren't going to the after parties and stuff like that. Every single job we've spoken about on here, how you get promotions and you get favoured when you go to after work drinks. So do you know what I mean? So the lawsuit is, it's it's an interesting thing. Like I'm not dismissing their claims at all because I do have a thing where when victims say they've gone through something, it's not for me to say you didn't go through that. I don't, I don't believe in that. Yeah. But I think it's going to be an interesting, interesting trial. But I think there's so much damage being done. I don't know. It's interesting. I've never seen someone in this position who is seen in public as kind of like a minority be the one who's going, having to go to court, if that makes sense. So it's interesting. It'd be interesting to see what happens. But well, people in the chat are saying apparently it's more than just the fat shaming thing. It's to do with the bigger girls not getting the same pay as the slimmer girls. But that's definitely discrimination. Yeah, that's fair. So. But then that's the thing that he's dancing better. And what's the, what, what role do they have? Is somebody a lead? And, and, and you're a backup dancer. Because that's the thing though, because her entire brand is about big girls and whatnot, yeah? But I feel like it's a, it's a performance. So the girls that, say the ones that are going to court and saying they don't get that much pay, if you're the ones who went performing like that, and other people got bonuses. I feel like it's going to be a very interesting case. I'm going to keep up with it because I'm very, very interested to see how it all plans out. But I'm definitely not saying that like, Lizzo is innocent. And I'm not dismissing those girls' claims. Because I think also another thing as well is people think that when you're someone who's not conventionally pretty or you're fat or you're this or that, you have to be a nice person. She's just a bitch like everybody else. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So she sounds like a bitch to me. Everything I'm reading, I'm just thinking this is a, this is a bitch. I this can't. is a bitch that you bump into on the high street <laughs> anywhere you go. She's just got the normal character that a lot of people have, but because she's fat, you feel like she should be like a unicorn, a cuddly unicorn. Mm. First of all, that's her brand. So when she's speaking to her fans, of course she's going to be all sweet and stopping the show and saying, oh my gosh, I used to get bullied too. And da, da, da. Of course, of course she's going to perform. She's a performer that's going to do that. But my thing is, use up for that with your friends. And, you, and I think people forget like every place of business is a place of business. No matter how close you are to people, it's a place of business. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with all of it. I am, I am interested in. I thought she was a wrong when she came to the okay. to the basketball, um, mm. the basketball game, and her ass cheeks were out, and she was just there, ass cheeks out. There's kids about, and you're just this, and you had no recourse 
that you thought that was correct. I'm sorry, but that that behavior was very menacing to me. She was going into she was oh I just forgot I forgot to order something from Amazon. Sorry. I'm gonna do it today so, as well. Um, so annoying. But I mean, I no, guess... yeah, she was. Um, no, but she's leaning into the whole fat thing. Yeah, but, but this is... and that's my thing. So she's gonna do outlandish things because that's her brand. Yeah, but the thing is, you can lean into the fat thing. That's fine. But having your ass your ass cheeks out is inappropriate, regardless of whether you're fat or slim. At a yeah. basketball game with kids there, do you get what yeah, I mean? It's, it's, it's inappropriate. And then but when people were saying, she would was... turn around and say you're fat shaming. Yeah. Her. And, and that's what I'm and, saying. It's and got that's, nothing to do that's with what that. I don't like. And this is the world people have set up. And this, this is what I don't like. This is a but then <laughs> that happens in every. No, but that happens to every minority group. Though. When people are, say there's a group of people who go to brunch and they're loud, it's black girls. When the people say they're loud, they say why well, you're saying we're aggressive black women. Every group does that. Every disadvantaged group in society does that. Does that to their advantage. So she's just gone and just done the same thing. That's why it's all interesting to me, because I'm like. <laughs> I can't so like, how you're gonna get away with this one. I feel like the black women have felt um feel like they got gotten. With what? With her. Yeah. But but, but that's they were they deserved it. They Do you know what I say? Because my thing is whenever you look to somebody, if you look, there's everyone is a human being. But when you think that someone is you put someone on a pedestal and they I don't know, they do whatever they do, they let you down, you're an egg. Because why are you looking to why are you looking to Lizzo to for anything, she's a normal person, and you're not around her. All you see is this: this woman's market. The marketing around Lizzo has been brilliant, brilliant. Her going to the basketball game, all that kind of stuff. All of that is brilliant because all it does is get people talking. She's a business. She's a walking business. So anyone who is living a normal life, and you're looking at Lizzo, thinking, "Oh yeah, like I feel inspired. Now I'm going to go to a basketball game with my cheeks out." You're an egg. You're an absolute egg. But again, I know I'm speaking for a place of privilege, but I don't look to people for it. Yeah, I, obviously, I don't jump on the bandwagon of following people in it. So uh, it, can't it's like, it, is, it is what it is. But, but the problem is a lot of people do. And dare I say, a lot of women is yeah. her biggest following. And a lot of women obviously jump on the bandwagon. And then <laughs> when they get hit with something now, it's like, oh my gosh, we've been bamboozled. Mm. But anyway... I mean, hopefully, you know, um, what do I hope for? I don't know what I hope for. I don't care. <laughs> um, that's that for me. Let's get into people's channel. All right, people. Welcome to the People's Journal. Where I give you the news from an economics point of view. First thing I want to talk about, some sad news, man. It seems like we may not be getting the Zuckerberg and Musk fight, man. No one wants to see that. Why? You don't want to see one of them get knocked out? No, no? I don't want to see. Actually, do I, I watch Mark. He's good looking. <laughs> and you want to see Elon fight? Well, it's Mark who's, who's pretty much come out and said that Elon Musk isn't serious, man. Yeah, because his I'm... face is too. He's got to protect his fine face. Elon <laughs> ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, he's not serious about um, holding a cage fight and it's time to move on, right? So he, he put a post out anyway. On threads, basically saying that he offered Mr. Musk a real date, right? Let's get it done by this date, da 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 da, all that type of stuff. But obviously, Elon Musk was just kept making excuses. This is what he's saying, isn't it? Um, Mr. Musk also, um, on Sunday, suggested on X, on Twitter, that he was willing to fight as early as Monday. I don't know why. Obviously, when people start talking Touch like that, liar, we just know man. that it's lies, isn't it? Anyway, long story short. We obviously know that it seems like Elon Musk is ducking in it. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, we may not get that fight. 
Um, next thing I wanted to mention is the whole ULEZ scrappage scheme. I wanted to talk about this last time I was in. Um, but basically, what it is, is um, the situation where there's eligibility for a scrappage scheme, which is the ULEZ scrappage scheme, has been extended now to, to more people, basically, because of this expansion of the ULEZ zone. Isn't it? So basically, what, what it means is that um, all Londoners are able to access up to £2,000, right, to replace non-compliant cars. So if you've got a car that doesn't comply with ULEZ and you're having to pay that extortionate £12.50 a day to drive anywhere in Greater London, you can apply for this um, scheme um, and get up to £2,000 to replace your car. To me, this is just fraud. This is just exploitation again. They right? did this before, though? Yeah, yeah, they've extended it now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To all Londoners. Because they've opened up the ULEZ uh, thing, in it? Yeah. Uh, what was £2,000 going to get you, though? So this is to replace your car? This is, can you imagine? Up to as well. So you may not even get the full 2000 So, yeah, man. Previously, ineligible drivers... Uh, uh, they're basically able to apply from the 21st of August. So, yeah. Again, guys, if you've got a car that doesn't comply with the ULEZ, um, from the 21st of August, you can apply to get your £2,000 potentially the cars towards that, your new car. Cars that comply must be hotcakes. Mm, not necessarily. But they are, pretty, they are kind of newish. Because isn't the expan diesel. expansion is happening in um, the end of this month, isn't it? End yeah. of this month. Well, basically, people should be scrambling ideally because he's been twelve hundred fifty a day. Yeah. That's stupid. Oh, yeah. Some people are just selling their cars and just doing without. But okay, yeah. get your work on. <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know how he thinks that these type of things help the economy. It, people it just don't get help. rushed enough. Doesn't help. Them. And I hear sometimes Labour people talking about, oh yeah, but Boris is the one who set it up. But isn't Khan just making it worse? Yes, he isn't it? So he what isn't. are we talking about here? He isn't publicly incensed, that man. But yeah. Anyway, um, next thing I wanted to talk about is basically, I'm not too sure if you guys have noticed any changes to this, right? But we noticed uh, how more houses seem to be having um, solar panels. Yeah. Well, basically, um, what they're saying is, according to uh, this particular government body that accredits low carbon products, right? They're saying that UK households and businesses have installed more heat pumps and solar panels than ever before. Um, they're basically saying that uh, more than 120,000 solar panels have been installed since the start of this year, just this year alone. And over 3,000 heat pumps have been installed each month on average. If this rate continues, analysts are pretty much saying that nearly 250,000 households could have renewable energy installed by the end of the year. Right? Obviously, this is all in line with the government's pledge to reach its target of 70 gigawatts of solar capacity by 2035 and also 600,000 heat pumps, heat pump installations by 2028. And for those people who are interested in this, um, it's like governments offering people in England between five thousand and six thousand pounds um, to basically get the boiler upgrade, right? Bear in mind, you know, if they're giving you five to six thousand pounds, your boiler is going to be costing much more. Much more, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In Scotland, people actually can claim between seven thousand and nine thousand with an additional um, loan option of seven thousand five hundred. So Scotland have a better deal, but yeah. Don't you need a stand for solar panels? Don't you what? Don't need the sun for it. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> and in this UK is where they want to be doing solar panels. Well, we will have yeah. no lights. Yeah. Even never. This is it, man. But I guess they're trying to say that during the, during the summer times, at least you won't have to pay Which this same summer that was cloudy outside. <laughs> yeah, boy. But yeah, that's the, that's the situation. Next thing I wanted to mention briefly is basically, remember before we spoke about um, the £400 energy bill support scheme? 
how certain people who are eligible for that can get £400 to help mm -hmm. towards their energy and stuff like this. Well, um, the largest, some of the largest housing associations in the country have asked governments to basically bring that back and kind of extend it to the end of the year. Because basically what they're saying is people who lived in care homes, um, who lived on narrow boats and park homes and stuff, they failed to receive this particular um, help because they don't pay their bills directly to the energy supply. Remember, when I was speaking about this before, that was one of the requirements that you had to be able to pay directly to, to your energy supply, right, to, to basically be eligible to eligible for this. So people lost out on that £400, right? So people, um, more than 30 of Britain's largest housing associations have called out on these ministers to give them a second chance because in total, it's basically looking like, this is like three quarters of a million households who've missed out on this particular government support. So they want people to kind of obviously benefit from it. So they're saying, look, guys, give them a new deadline of the 31st of December instead of the initial 31st of May deadline. And the very last thing I wanted to mention, nothing big, but if you're, <coughs> if you're kind of familiar with the crypto world, you'd kind of know about this man by the name of Sam Bankman-Fried, right? And he was basically the the founder or um, yeah of FTX. So some months back, was it early this year, last year, last year, anyway. FTX. Yeah, when it collapsed. Was it this year? Okay, maybe, maybe it was this year. Maybe was this year. year. Was it last year? Oh yeah, you would know in it. I had nothing on there. <laughs> They're rude because I, 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 got, I, got, I got US dollars sitting on there that I can't access. Why is that? That doesn't make sense because the US dollar's fine. Why can't I get my money? Because they were little criminals. They want to keep it. Hmm? They want to keep it. Rude. They've lost a lot, so they want to keep what they, what they mm -hmm. have. Yeah, I've got about 600 US dollars sitting there and I want mm -hmm. them. It's a damn shame. Well, that guy, the, the guy who made all of that collapse basically, who's the, the founder of um, FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, he's basically had his um, $250 million um, dollar bail revoked. He's now been sent to jail, man, for alleged uh, witness tampering. So yeah, man. Uh, Does that mean I ain't never get my money? I was to say, that's not your $600 anymore. <laughs> 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 so you stop saying they've got mine now. <laughs> yeah, Lost man, out. It's not looking good, man. So basically, this guy, um, he's charged with um, defrauding investors in the US, as you guys know, um, for allegedly stealing billions of dollars and spending tens of millions of dollars on political donations. Obviously, he's pleaded not guilty and he was on bail, but because of this alleged witness tampering fiasco, he's been now um, taken to jail. And that's pretty much it for him, man. But as the case develops, obviously, I will keep you guys um, updated on it. But that's pretty much it for the People's Journal. Lovely, let's get into Motivational Mondays. All right, so we have a new entry. From a different person? Huh? As in from a new voice? Yes. Don't know how I feel about this. How does the other lady feel about this? Because <laughs> did you fire her? Like, no. What's tea? No. A little pressure, you know, because don't pull I up trying to think. If it's me, anyway, we'll see. I'll say, can we, put a, can we do a board to make less, um, less scope them? <laughs> Let's make it fun. No, I guess we'll know whether they'll. Whether they're going to work in this town again or not after we listen. That's trashy. That is. All right. So this person is a. Is it a man? Technologist. A certified I business. Think down. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear a man. Is it a man? This person is a technologist. Yeah. A certified business coach consultant. Okay. And a startup mentor. Okay. Okay. Like a life coach. 
Foolishness. <laughs> I hope your voice is deep. Otherwise, you ain't got my vote. I'm already not here for it. I vote to get the other girl back. Bring back she. <laughs> Bring back she. Can you hear the music? Yep. Oh, sorry. No, pause it. Sorry. Can you pass the headphones, please? I thought you were going to make it loud enough. Um, no. Forget the ambiance. Is Chris's on? I'm starting in three, two, one. I want you to take a minute to think about why you are a girl. I know who this is. Oh. Deep within your soul, there's a whisper. And for some of you, it's a loud, nagging conviction telling you that you're destined for more. There is something inside you telling you that you are bigger than the identity the world has given you. A limiting identity that you unintentionally give yourself. You might be a mother, but you know you are more than a mother. You might be a CEO of a company, but you feel unfulfilled. None of us are the labels we are assigned and the label does not reflect our innermost desires. To achieve those desires, you need to disrupt your limiting identity and acknowledge that the choices you are making aren't moving you closer to the life you dream about. Remember, if nothing changes, nothing changes. If you do want to change your life, then know this. One, being inspired doesn't create change. Being motivated doesn't create change. Information input without action output doesn't create change. Two, you cannot wait for permission. Stop waiting on other people and your friends to validate you and your ideas. They are your ideas. Give yourself that permission. Three, you are one choice away from a new beginning. Just one. Every achiever's story starts at ground zero, when they acknowledge that inner voice, when they stop ignoring it and recognize that they aren't on the path to fulfillment. So, if you are someone right now who is listening to your soul, and it's telling you that you want to elevate your life, telling you to take bold steps and leave that job or start that business, become a speaker or break from a relationship that isn't serving you, then believe this. You are one choice away from making a change. A change that can start a new beginning or a new season. But first, starting today, you will make a commitment, a commitment to take some time to listen without judgment and acknowledge what your inner voice is telling you. Only then can change begin. That is such a timely message. All right, mm. big up her. Love that. Uh, that, nice. that was um, better than I first feared. I'm glad it was a gal as well because I don't want to hear no man. <laughs> I wanted to hear a man. Mm-hmm. Like a man to motivate me. Nah, man ain't really Do motivation. the right things. That was the co-founder of The New Black. I know. We know it's Danielle. Yeah, yeah I'm just letting people know the it's people. Danielle Dodu. She's going to be 
dropping um, insights every other week. Nice. So we'll interchange. And we might even have more come on board. I don't like this, man. I'm a I like you, man. This was very tight. I'm a, I need I'm a, a creature. I'm a creature habit, man. You get what I'm trying to say? I'm, I, well, I, I, I like, I like, I like, like she. You don't like we? Okay. No, I'm just saying. You don't like when you go to church, yeah? And yeah. the word is for you. Yeah. A word is for me. Oh, I hear that. So no, we need, that's why we need the mix. We need... Because who knows who the word is for? Yeah, no, it was, it was good. I'm just saying. I like what I like. But obviously... It's not a democracy, so he's are lucky. That's your yeah, employer. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps your lights on, boy. That's your employer. <laughs> say what I said. You about to start this own lawsuit. But that was lovely. Really like that. All right, let's get back into headlines. Sound is loud. Did you hear it? Mm-hmm. Like a little d- 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 Sorry about that. That was, um, that was um loud. Very. All right. So the next headline, trigger warning here. Um, very sad news. So a baby was inside the tent. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Trigger warning, guys. Triple trigger warning. The baby was inside a tent um that was struck by a car after it veered off the road and, and crashed into a campsite. So this left two people in a serious condition and seven others injured. Claire Harris, who runs the New Girl campsite in Pembrokeshire, with her husband Mike, said that the baby's okay after the ordeal. Thank God. Oh, it's not clear if the child is one of those who required hospital treatment. Two people are in serious condition in hospital after a blue Ford Fiesta collided with a number of people in a tent shortly after 10.30 p.m. on Saturday. One person was airlifted to the University Hospital of Wales. Um, four were taken to, by ambulance to Glanwilly um, Hospital, while one person was taken to Morriston Hospital. Mr. Harris said that the car was going at least three times the speed limit when it had to brake and lost control. Um, he also said, I didn't realize the car could go that fast down this particular road. It was going at 80 or 90 miles per hour in a 30 miles per hour zone. It catapulted from the road because of the speed he was going over, over the ditch, separating the campsite and main road and landed about 100 meters from where the driver started braking. It turned three full turns and landed on its wheels. It rolled through a tent belonging to a family and the baby was in that tent and was in a cot. The vehicle then rolled and rested on top of three people, you know. The campers managed to lift the vehicle 90 degrees to tilt it forward and rest on its side, which then obviously freed the three people who were under it. He also said that miraculously there were no fatalities. There are no life-threatening injuries, but life-changing injuries of varying degrees. And the last headline, this is kind of, this could have been um, in the People's Journal, but... I'll just give it to you now. And basically, this is that pubs in England, Wales, will be able to continue selling takeaway drinks after the government decided to keep COVID licensing rules. They were allowed to serve customers through hatches when they were forced to close under pandemic laws in, two, in 2020. The rules were due to expire on the 30th of September, but the BBC has been told that they will now continue. The move, which is aimed at saving the trade from financial ruin, was previously extended twice during the pandemic. And the rules, which were granted in July of 2020, allow pubs without an off premises um, license to sell takeaway alcohol without having to apply to the local council for permission. The change allowed them to keep trading during COVID restrictions. Emma McClarkin, who's the chief executive of the British Beer and Pub Association, whose members own over 20,000 pubs, welcomed the decision, saying that landlords would be pleased not to have to apply for additional licenses. She also said that this was a measure introduced to support our pubs during difficult times, and the Prime Minister must recognise that these businesses are still under immense pressure. And um, that's it for the headlines. It's time to pay the bills. Let's get into the reaction. 
welcome to Reaction, Esther's favourite segment. I can't, do you know why I clocked the other day? So I'm on my timeline, mind my business, and I'm seeing a bunch of talks about football's coming back. And I'm like, when did it leave? <laughs> <laughs> so what football is coming back? The Premier League. Premier League. So what, what have we been doing all this time? World Cup. Women's, Women's World, World Cup. Cup. No, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> yeah, they finished no suspect, in May, so we've had a break. We haven't. Been, we recently started reporting about the Women's World Cup. That has not been going on for months. Probably because of the transfer window that made it seem that way. No. But the league started now. It's back. Because you and Yusuf were not talking about Women's World Cup when you were out here talking for time. Mm. What was that about? His transfer. I don't know, man. Yusuf shut shit. That's all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you say here and not. Don't let him do that to you. Yusuf was turning up with me last night. Right here. But okay, well, it's fun. Let's get into some results from the weekend. So, of what the football, which one? (laughs) 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 This is the women's one as the league started again. The Premier League that started, yeah. Yeah, that's what you saw. That's, that's, that's me, what we're doing. Match of the weekend, boy. <laughs> Wait, every man that was in front of match of the day, boy. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was right. funny. Okay, that's sweet me. I missed yesterday's game stuff. But yeah, it started on Friday. Um, Burnley lost 3-0 to Man City. And then on Saturday, um, Arsenal beat Nottingham Forest 2-1. Bournemouth and West Ham drew 1-1. Brighton and Hove Albion beat New Boys Luton 4 1. Um, Fulham, which was a decent game actually, they beat Everton 1 0. Um, New Boys, Sheffield United lost 1 0 to Crystal Palace. And um, maybe maybe new big six contenders, Newcastle, absolutely thumped Aston Villa 5 1. Um, dope game, to be fair. Great football on display. And then yesterday, in games which I missed, Brentford held Spurs to a draw. That was 2-2. And Liverpool went to the bridge, couldn't get the victory. I think that's like the seventh consecutive draw in a row. They drew 1-1 with Chelsea. So, yeah, we have all of that. Um, Don't want to confuse y'all. There's some women's results here as well. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, when does that finish? I don't know. In England? Soon, hopefully. Um... Australia and France drew nil-nil, but Australia um, won on penalties. They should be going to the final. It's in Australia, isn't it? They, yeah. better, they better get there. Um, England beat Colombia 2-1. That was on Saturday. And on Friday, Spain beat Holland 2-1. And Sweden beat Japan 2-1. Um, anything to say about them games, Brent? What, the Spain? Sorry, what? What are you talking about? The Prem. <laughs> what to you? What do you mean? Why are you kissing your teeth? Because I said, because I said, I just read out the women's results because they were there. I'm but... doing three things at once. So when I say, what are you talking about? It's because I didn't hear you. Oh yeah, I know. But why would we never spoke about the women's football? I wasn't listening. That's what I said. Did you want to say anything about them games on the weekend? Obviously Arsenal won. Oh, you're talking about those games? Yeah. The games, games. Yeah. Yeah, come on then. There's not much talking going on then. <laughs> <laughs> What did you make of what did you make of Arsenal? Well, I'm gonna talk about the Arsenal result because I know that's near and dear to your heart. Did you watch the game? Yes, I missed. Oh shit. Because I never saw 
the Forest goal. I think I watched the first half, maybe. Did I catch any of the second? I definitely saw the first half, I believe. That was in the morning. It was the early kickoff, right? So no, it wasn't in the morning. When it, the early when it started at 1 because it, it was delayed. Yeah, mm. that's the early kickoff, 12, because obviously the coverage starts from 11, so I was watching it from the morning. So, yes, it was in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I missed the second half. I never saw... I saw. I missed... You saw Saka's goal, though. Highlight. Let's finish it there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was nice. Um, Havertz didn't look too terrible in, in, in eight roll. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Okay. What do you mean? Give me some. Give me some time. Are you gonna give me? You're gonna. Hundred percent. I'm still waiting for Rice though. Well, you were talking about the LNA thing and him going sideways and whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. But didn't it just give you a sense of that like, control, like just always making the right pass? Maybe he didn't. It wasn't forward passes and all that kind of stuff. But every time he won the ball back, he got it. He was always there. It was an option. He kept it ticking. Didn't it just didn't it give you like a sense of control? No, in, in my head, field? in my head, how it is you like hyped him up. I'm looking forward eagerly to that. And I think it will come, I guess, when he beds in a lot more. Yeah, and also, though, if he's got a lot of talent around him, it's like needs must, isn't it? He's got the ability to play them passes, but that might not necessarily be the role and what he's here for. You don't need to be doing the raking passes and stuff like that. Like I'm saying, it's just about the control. You've got Havertz, I mean, Havertz beside you, Odegaard, Odegaard beside you. Give them, let them do what they're doing. I'm not even going to lie. It wasn't, like I said, I only watched the first half. And, yeah, you probably wouldn't have seen anything that you want to see, but... I saw he's like, I saw it look like he was just controlling the midfield, always there for an option, always shielding the defense, and just always doing the right thing, keeping the ball moving. I think that would be that's just in keeping with what, what you what you would want from your midfielder, no? Sorry, that's not what I thought you were seeing that he was going to be. So no, I'm I'm well, he, that's I, just a regular person. That's a nanny. And then he don't and then he doesn't feel he moves with confidence when I see him playing. But I don't know. That's I'm not an Arsenal supporter. Anyway, I'll, I'll wait patiently for him. All right, then. I'm still looking to see the £100 million valuation. I heard that. I heard that. I thought it was um, it was a very confident performance for his first time at home in a different role. Remember, he's used to playing in that in that West Ham team, like I said, that's so tight and compact. And he's got, um, what's his, Suchek, usually holding his hand. There's two of them in the base. Even in England, it's Declan Rice. I mean, it's Henderson. With him, you know what I'm trying to say. That so being the single pivot and being alone and having to cover all that space is definitely is definitely new to him. So he's gonna have to bed in. But I thought he done it well, man. Okay, he was bought to replace Party, right? I thought they was gonna play together. Okay, all right, cool, cool. That's what I've bought in ideally. All right, that's what you would want. But I don't know what's going on with Party. I don't know. Right. Would you would you want him to replace Party? He's not on bill anymore. <laughs> Would you want him to replace Party or would you want him to play together? Because I think the no, more... No, they have to play together currently. They can't replace Party yet. He's not ready. I feel like, obviously, I know you've got Havertz and you want him to play in the thing, but when the signing got made initially, I thought the ideal midfield three is going to be Party, Rice and Odegaard. I think that's the, I think that's the best Party, midfield That's the best midfield you can put out. Party plays where? In the six? Party can go forward. He can, okay. he can, he can do more. Okay. He can free him up. Okay. Party's got a little bit about him. All right. It depends which one, but even Declan has as well. It depends which one you wanted to. I don't know what you what, what your prefer, preference would be. I'm not sure. Well, I'm patiently waiting. We won the game, which is good. Over, over to you guys, right? Yeah. Uh, predictions today. What are you playing? Wolves. That's a win. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Yeah, it should be. They're, they're in um they're in disarray, man. The gaffer walked out. Yeah. 
like um, Torre's gone, yeah. Neves is gone, yeah, Martinho's yeah. gone, yeah. Jimenez is gone. Yeah. It should be cool. Last time we played them at home last season, we beat them two. We played them twice. They didn't even score a goal against us, so it should be more keeping it the same. I'm expecting a drumming to be honest with you. If we don't hit three, I won't be happy. Yeah, because you're going there, aren't you? Yeah, 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 a proper yeah. fan. I'm a real fan. This is it. <laughs> like I don't just sit here this talking. Like, I, I got to games. This you know, is it. Say. Obviously, there's always a different opinion between Twitter fans and real mm. attending fans. Like, mm. It's always a different feeling in the stadium, you get me? Because mm. we know we we actually care about the players. Yeah, we don't just yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. just say we stuff. No, we know. Well, go on. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, obviously, as well, when you're watching the game, it's different. It's different because on TV you see different angles. You don't yeah. get to see stuff that people are doing off the ball. Mm. You don't get to really see like team shape and all these kind of things. So you don't know what you don't know in it. But obviously, I'm a proper fan, man. Hundred percent. I like how you've started this season. It's the only way. This is good. I'll probably go up at least once a month, I'll be honest with you. Yeah? Yeah, man, I'm loving United. We was playing good football last night. Every time I went to Old Trafford last year, yeah. I left happy. Mm. So, more of the same. You get me? 3-0? Hoping. Well, if I, was, I don't know. If I could do minus, three minus one, then, because we're not learning it. What? No, man, no, no, should no, be fine. No, what a nil, come on. Onana's there. So what, you think we will concede? <laughs> <laughs> you want to concede if I could get lower than zero. <laughs> I said minus one, three minus one. No, I've, I'm looking forward to seeing it because it was annoying the ball going back to the game and he's just kicking it out all the time, mm. conceding possession, and then with that, that will give that will give anyone a chance. You know what I'm trying to say? Like if you don't control the game and you give teams a chance to count on you and stuff like that, breakdown in the play and all that, like anyone could anyone could score against you. you get me? So I'm looking forward to actually controlling the game for once. You know what I'm trying to say? Like um, our results never went amazingly in preseason, but the performances were actually quite decent. Like I said, it's a totally different style. It's not just all counter-attacking, even though that's where we got a lot of our goals from. We still do the counter-attacking thing. But it showed some mm. some control, you get me? So say like a team like Wolves, that's not necessarily in a good place. I'd like to see how they deal with it. Mm. Get me? I, I'm gonna I'm expecting to have the bulk of the possession. Mm. Yeah, man. Mm. Old Trafford, baby. Newcastle looking good? Huh? Newcastle looking good? Oh, they don't fire, Watch man. the Chelsea Liverpool game? No, I was, I was filming. I was filming, so I missed that. But um, I heard Liverpool started off strong and then Chelsea grew into the game. They were saying Enzo and that was, was, was bossing it. Newcastle, I like Newcastle, man. Even though it's the first game, I really like Newcastle, man. Mm-hmm. They are decent. Mm-hmm. That midfield three. Because I liked it when it was... But they had long stuff in there. Mm. I liked it. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, so you add Tonali. So on his first game, you don't know how the season's going to pan out, but he looked good. He scored. I think Joel Linton's... Joel Linton's went... I don't understand how Joel Linton's gone from being one of the worst strikers I've ever seen in my life <laughs> to one of the coldest midfielders in the league. And like, if you don't watch Newcastle play, yeah, mm. you won't understand. But hey, there's not like a... I ain't seen like a, dom- a dominating midfielder like him Obviously, technically, they're not just, they're not even the same level. But I mean, like, pick up the ball, traveling, strength, like Yaya Torre or something like that. Like, mm. this man can't keep up with him mm. when he's running through the midfield. Like, mm. you know what I'm trying to say? Like, mm. if you ain't got legs in your midfield mm. and you come up against that team, mm. you're in trouble. Mm. You're gonna know about it. It's gonna be a long day. Mm. You get me? But they're proper decent. Isak, quality. Yeah, mm. Even if he's starting in front of Wilson, then Wilson comes mm. off the bench. Like, what are you doing there? Mm. If Wilson can stay fit. Mm. <laughs> Myth. Mm. I like Newcastle. I like yeah. Newcastle a lot. Harvey Barnes came on, 
done more in his little cameo than Gordon done the whole game. Like, mm. and people forget how good Harvey Barnes was before he got mm. his injury. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I think Gareth would have took him to the Euros and that if he never, if he never got injured. Before he got injured, he was like the highest scoring Englishman and doing mm. all that kind of stuff. So there's quality there. They bought well. I like Newcastle. I'm seeing them competing, man. Hmm? I'm seeing them competing. You see Did you watch the game? Yeah, man. It's a good game, you know. Yeah. It started off. I think I didn't. I didn't think it was going to go like that because remember, DRB um, scored in his debut as well. Mm. DRB equalized quick, and I was thinking, oh, okay. And in pre-season, they had like a free-free. Mm. You get me? And obviously, Emery um, Villa's mm. in their ascension as well. So I was thinking, this is going to go off. Mm. But yeah, they they put that right. They put that right quick. Teams are going to have some problems going to St James's Park, in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like every, if you come if you come out of there with with with, with points or a result, you done. Hundred <laughs> percent. You done. You done good. You done good. It's interesting. Obviously, it's just the first games and that, but people are setting their stalls out. Like even us, like playing last, we gotta we gotta play properly because yeah. a lot of the teams who are thought to be the teams, they performed. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Like they performed. They done what they were supposed to do. Yeah. Um, City dispatched off Burnley, like as you would think. Yeah. Um, even though the last. 10, 15 was shaky for you, yeah. you dealt with them at yeah. home, like you would think for the majority of the game, you sort of stronger, yeah. dominating, just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Chelsea and Liverpool's at, um, cash of the Titans anyway, yeah, so that yeah, can yeah. go either way. Yeah. But um, I didn't watch the whole game, but I'm saying even Spurs, even though they drew and it was away, they're playing stuff. Mm. Like, I don't know, like, just... Yeah, don't mention Spurs, do it? Sorry. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, a lot of the teams that you would think would do their yeah, thing. Actually, yeah, yeah, they've done, they done their thing, you yeah. get me? So, so they're all eyes on United now, which yeah. gonna, I'm, conv I'm convinced they're going to... I said three minus one, yeah. If we drop any points today, yeah, our season's <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> Is it possible? Is it possible? You have a banana? I'm done. If, it season, if we drop any points today... Impossible. I'm just saying, you know, it's over if we drop impossible, any points today. Impossible, impossible. Man of the match, hmm? Man of the match, Nana. Well, that would suggest that he had a lot of work to do, though. Or maybe he was just controlling. Never know. He might get a couple of assists. Yeah, it's called a winner. <laughs> 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 hey, you might get the winner, you know. It's possible. It's possible. He's Bi bicycle kick. It's <laughs> <laughs> possible. Anything's possible. I'm glad you're going to um, the first game, man. Yeah, man. Have to, man. Energy's right. All right, cool. Let's get into some... Shall I read these headlines or you just want to chop it up? Yeah, we can just discuss it instead. So, AJ defeat Hellenius by knockout in the seventh round. Did you watch it? No, I watched the highlights. I totally forgot about it. You know, I, I swear. It. Yeah, yeah looking forward to um, it then. I it, was it was whack. Like, do you know what it is? <laughs> I think it's fixed. I'm going to be honest, yeah, because even the way he fell, like, on the ropes, it was Yeah, like, I saw that. I felt like it was fixed, yeah, because if I'm honest, I felt like there were so many times before that AJ could have knocked him out, but it's like he was waiting and playing the long game, and I was just thinking, ah, He's already shaky. What are you waiting for? Do you get what I mean? And when he knocked him out, it was like, I just, I felt like it was staged. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I felt I was, the same. I was watching it and I was saying like, if this guy is trying to get rounds under his belt, he's a psychopath because mm. this is not it. Like this ain't, this ain't looking good. Like you should have checked him out of that building within seconds. Literally. Man. Like, mm -hmm. Just to show your attitude. Obviously you're going to want to get more fights under you saying you want to keep working. So you want to do it with the least damage as possible anyway. Like, do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, nobody ain't got no expectations of that guy to do anything to you. He should have got him checked out that build. I didn't want to see that go past three rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And again, I don't know whether he done that on purpose. Because if he did, I think it was just a stupid decision anyway. Mm. And if he didn't, then it speaks to your level. 
Like, do you get yeah. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Oh no, man. Oh no. What did you make of the highlights? I, I I don't think he's got the same level of confidence that he once did. I think it's a lot more tentative, and th- this is why you thought it was um, staged, isn't it? Because there were times where you expect the old AJ to just go in and finish aggressive, him. finish mm. him. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, why? Why did you stop? Like, what's going on here? You Literally. know what I'm saying? But you can see from AJ's face as well, he got hurt. Yeah. A few times, he's bleeding, bleeding. So Yeah, his eye was swollen. Yeah, it definitely wasn't staged. Do you know what annoyed me? <laughs> Do you know what annoyed me though? Yeah, sorry, but you see it at the end, yeah, and I thought, you actually gave me the ick. I couldn't believe it. Mm. First and foremost, why are we are we in WWE that you're coming to do suck it? <laughs> that made me scream. Did you not see when he won at the end? And you were, I just thought, get this man out of here. And then he just jumped out the ring, started walking, walking around, drinking around. Guinness from Conor, Conor McGregor. And then you come back and talk about, oh, I need someone to help me look at my back from Kevin. I thought, you've, you're so icky right now. Oh, my goodness. It's the CTE is itching. It was scratching <laughs> him again. I thought, oh, my gosh. Like, have some class and decorum. <laughs> nah, he really made me shy. I was rather shy. Rubber. Have you seen his um, Godfather impression after the fact? No. Is that going to make it worse? Mm. Have you seen, yeah, no, you seen that? Seen no, it. I'm all right, man. Oh, it's my okay. God. Let me see if I can find that and send that to Brett. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. But yeah, man. Like, because um, this same guy, for context as well, fought Deontay Wilder like, last year. Yeah, Deontay Wilder got him out of there one round. So, like, you can kind of tell that people... Because I was saying to my, f- my one friend... Round. One round. First round, he knocked him out. Straight, the guy was asleep. You know what I'm saying? Um, and this was, I think, Deontay Wilder's first fight after a bit of a um, hiatus, right? But um, so you can kind of tell that people are going to kind of compare how AJ does against this guy. Bear Isn't mind, that a fight that everyone's has... waiting for? Huh? Isn't that a fight that everyone's waiting yeah, for? Yeah, it should be happening, hopefully, end of the year. Or I feel like Wilder will eat him alive. I don't want to say it because I, I, I want AJ to win. I want him to do well. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, but from what we've been he seeing, show, I, I don't know yeah, if it's possible. Yeah. He, he just doesn't seem aggressive enough. But I don't know, man. Maybe this fight was something that he needed to make himself believe that, you know what, his his game plan um, and his work with Derek James is, is going well. You know what I'm saying? So he can go into the next thing. So, so I'm glad that he, at least he got a fight in and he kind of can get... Because knocking somebody out in, in one round, yeah, it may boost your confidence. But in your mind, I feel like he may also think, wait a minute, this guy only had a week's notice. You know what I'm saying? I've been training X amount of time. Da, 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 da. I'm not sure if I felt a real challenge to then mm. go against Wilder. So maybe this kind of would help him to feel like, you know, I'm still, um, I still got it. I can still take some punches. I can still do certain things and still, you know, persevere and, w- and win the fight. But um, it, it just doesn't scream that AJ's back. You know what I'm saying? No. And I feel like Wilder just doesn't, Wilder doesn't fear AJ. I don't think he fares at, at, all. at all. But I feel like AJ, not that he, not that he fares Wilder, but I feel like he's more conscious of the fact that he could get hurt mm. by Wilder. You know what I'm saying? And I think as a boxer, he, it's, it's a very dangerous way to go into a fight, man. But again, I, I can't wait for it, man. I definitely want to see that fight. I definitely want to see that. But I would love to see AJ knock him out. He was, though. Yeah, I would, I'd love to see it. But uh, Brent, can I, if I can yeah, send you a DM, can I send you a DM? Can I send you a DM? Um, yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah, let me see if this works. Let's see this impression. Hmm? Is it really going to make me sick? Potentially. I'm not going to lie. He's already already done it for me. Can you put a little twist on that so she can get sick properly? Like the cam, just a little. I'm looking at Brent's screen even. Okay. 
Alright, so I'm annoyed already. Is he doing that something? Yeah, what you want? I don't like to do interviews. You don't know who's listening, you don't know who's watching. How can I help you, man? Your impression of um, Godfather, yeah. Yeah, you can call me two time Tony. You know my name is? Two time Tony. My name is Two Time Tony. He's down bad. This is my city. Anything you need, come see me. See my boy right there? It's Michael Jarman. He handles business. He's a panther. <laughs> Who is doing that? that? He is. <laughs> when he's making that noise, yeah. nah, get him off the screen. Get him off the screen. I'm yeah, so outraged. I don't like to do anything. Nah, this is. You don't know who's listening. You, <laughs> you know how corny this is. Yeah, this is. <sighs> Your impression yeah. of um, Godfather. Yeah. Brent, we've watched so it already. Why are you still playing it? This Tony. is you lot's king. No, it's you lot's king. You lot love this man. He's no, crying no, when he's no. getting punched in the face, isn't it? Nope, not me. <laughs> oh man, I told you. I you know what? Hopefully AJ comes back and he's everyone's favorite again, man. You like you like disrespecting AJ, you know. CT. He's a former heavyweight champion of the world. CT is acting unified. Up. Not CT is acting. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Stop. <laughs> All right, yeah. man. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna see. But yeah. Can you see though? Oh, hundred and what? Fifteen plus add-ons. Still on I trust you're going to get points deducted or something because how are they doing this? 2031. What, that's when they pay it? No, that's when the contract ends, 2031. Oh, so they could stretch that over eight years, yeah. the depreciation thing and that. Yeah. I thought they bought rules in place to stop them doing this from when they done it in January. I thought what they did. Apparently, I thought there was... That was rumours, right? I don't know, I thought it was facts. I didn't know they was going to the big contracts. I thought they... I don't know if they actually done it or if they're putting something in place, but I saw stuff's coming out of it. There was FFP are trying to get me, trying to stop that with them stupid contracts. Eight years, though. It's a lot of money. How's Liverpool feel? This is it. They really wanted Caicedo, you know? It's embarrassing. It, this is it, right? Yeah. Talk to me. No, it's proper embarrassing because you was scrimping and wanted to save two million on Lavia, which is a good player. I didn't want to bust the 50. Then you put in 110 for Casado, so then now we know you got the money, and then you didn't get him. That's because his people told them, yeah, yeah, do it, do it. And once they did it, Kaisi was like, no, I'm going to do it. He said, no, I want to stay, I want to keep my word, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but, yeah, I just think... It must be furious. Yeah, they must be furious. And I, I don't know, does Chelsea bought another player last night as well. I, don't understand, I just don't understand how they can spend all this money. Couldn't happen to a better team, to be honest. I mean, 40... Plus one pound. Yeah. Boy, Liverpool. Damn bad. Damn bad. That's embarrassing. They really needed that. That's egg on their face. I would have hated if you went to, to, to Liverpool. I, I would have too. Because I think I said it was cold. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know if it's 115 million cold, mm -hmm. but he's cold. I would have hated if you went to Liverpool. That would not be, that wouldn't have been good. Loons would have been insufferable. Yeah, I couldn't have dealt with that. Honestly, I couldn't have dealt with that. Hello, caller. Hey, hey, no, it's Chijoka. I just wanted to call in quickly on the um, the news that I saw 
Apparently, Lavia, they've agreed a deal with Liverpool for him as well. Pardon? Lavia, they've, they've agreed a deal. Liverpool have agreed a deal with 60 mil. Oh, what, with but Lavia? He's also, yeah, but he's also saying he's waiting on Chelsea. So I don't know what Liverpool are doing. I don't know who their PR is, but it's a mess. Yeah, because I saw the story that Chelsea would still kind of be in for Lavia. And I was thinking, there's no chance they take Lavia and Casado of Liverpool. That it is that would happen. be horrible. Plus, I, again, I'm not a mathematician yet, but I don't understand what's going on. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get, I don't get it. Like whatever accountant they got over there, he's just a top boy. A lot, they sold a lot, right? And they raised what two hundred and something million. Yeah, but they're still not, they're still in the red from Modric and that. They're still, you get me? They're, they're still all them what they're selling. They still got to cover from what they done in January, no, it's bro. Just spread out though. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't no. like, big up the accountant because I don't but know. This, Listen, I, all I know is if they don't make top four, they have to go bankrupt because this is crazy. Because mm. I don't I don't understand how they can claim that they're going to get their money back because their stadium's not big enough, so they can't claim it on ticket sales. Maybe on merchandising, maybe. But even then, it's like, it's the, it can't, it's not making sense. I said merchandise. They, 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 went, they played the game yesterday without, without a shirt sponsor, bro. But this is what I'm saying. This what. That, uh, anyway, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's all it's all mad over there. But my thing is with Liverpool. I don't know. I, you you might need to talk to your boy Loons. His head must be on Pluto right now. Oh, we wouldn't even want to talk to Loons about football right now because that would just turn to all that argument. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I want to wait. Let me wait until mm-hmm. to, um, to this evening. Get the right result. Old Trafford dinner. <laughs> I like that there's so many stories. But what are you saying? What are you saying for United? Where do you think they finish it? Again, more of the same. Third, second. I don't think we could win it yet. Okay. Yeah. What are you saying, bro? Yeah. I like the fact that there's so many stories, side stories to basically um, like commentate on. Mm. Like with Chelsea, they're building a Galacticos type of um, team, right? Well, it's, yeah, I don't know about Galacticos, but there's a lot of talent over there. It's young. It's young, it's exciting to look at. And I told you, so, even though they got rid of so much and it looks totally different from when I was saying it before, it's not a bad project to be a part of if you, like, Poch seems like a good gaffer. Poch? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, he's doing his thing. So everybody's saying, oh, Chelsea this, Chelsea that, Chelsea that. And I'm saying, look, we don't know what Chelsea is. You can't, but you can't write them off. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, you definitely can't write them off. They went totally yeah, no, Colville looks like, he looks like a good player for them to have kept. Yeah, Colville. Like, he looked really good. Colville, Colville's yeah. cold. And Enzo's, Emso's coming into his own. You replace Conor Gallagher with Caicedo. You know what I'm trying to say? That obviously, yeah, but they missed, they missed the trick though because they could have really sold him to West Ham for 40. And I don't know if McTominay's going there now. Well, yeah, but you you got you can't do it. You had to probably have to get the saga out of the way, innit? You get me? He's not going there, no. I don't think they'll come back in for him. Ward Price just Ward Price just got announced today for the 30 million, so they've they've done that and they got Alvarez from Ajax, so. They moved on from that. You probably need more cover anyway, like and stuff like that. So they probably no harm in keeping yeah. him if he has a good season. I still think their squad's too big, though. There's still players in there that you need to get rid of because that like who though? A lot of them, a lot think... of them, we don't know them. It's just bare young boys. Like, so who are you singling out to say that they need to get rid of? Well, Lukaku's still there. Oh, I don't know Lukaku, how they're going to get him not, off the book. We're not even counting Lukaku. I'm not even going to lie. I forgot about him. You have <laughs> to though because he's wages. Yeah, but um, Spurs are looking at him. Um, what other team? I can't remember. But if they, 
But do you see him dropping to Spurs though? Boy, if he wants to play football, he's going to have to go somewhere. He might even have to reconsider Saudi because he's screwed in Italy. He can't go nowhere in Italy. If he's not going to be part of the setup. Yeah, if he's not going to be part of the Chelsea get another player sold to Saudi, that's it. Like, someone needs to step in because it's, it's enough now. If you want to play football, that does have to buck up his ideas up in it. Like I have to go somewhere. So and he's a yeah. he's, he's a striker. I reckon again that like, is is messing up is messing up his value and stuff like that. So it'd probably be cheaper than you'd expect and all that. I think if both parties if he's adamant he don't want to play for Chelsea and like you're saying they need to get him off the books, I think they can find something. I don't know where, but there must be something, whether it be a loan move and they pick up the wages and you get a loan fee or there must be something, bro. You don't think? Mm. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. He's not I just going to the sit there and just is, rock. What's the point? Yeah, but it's it's the optics of him now because it's wherever you go, there seems to always be an issue really soon in the move. And I think that's the problem. So it's what level do you think you're at at the moment? Because I think he still thinks in his head he's one of the best number nines in the world. But people are going to dispute that. Yeah, yeah, he's miles off it if he thinks that, but <laughs> I hear him though. Yeah, no, that's an interesting one to look at to see what they do, but he's the only one then, isn't it, that they need to get off the books, really? Um, that and then someone someone needs to go pray for Reese James because whatever's going on with him and them calves and the hamstrings, every season he's always coming off when he plays well. Something's well, po- going on over I there. See, I didn't see it, but I saw the story broke that Poch was saying that he, he's not injured, he was just tired. Don't know how much truth. Right. I don't know how much truth to right. that. But it would have made, it would have made no sense lying because we'll know if he's injured or not because whether he's going to play the next game in it. But he said he said he's not injured. He was just tired. He's a new captain, isn't it? So I think they're going to have to like do good PR for him. Well, it's new demands of that um of of what Poch is like, man. He's playing with fullbacks. So I think that was a new um new formation. I mean wingbacks. But even with his fullbacks, he likes them to go. Like, you know, I remember how yeah. they had um. Um, ben Davis and flipping what's the black kid called again? That's that can't that fool. Yeah, anyway, yeah, Carl Walker as well. Yeah, he had he had them man flying, and we needed four fullbacks because and he probably alternate them every he game did, because he wants them to run themselves into the ground. You get me? So it might I'm, just be it I might know, just be new I, for them. It's Thiago Silva that you're worried about though. If you play him in the four, that's if you're flying, you still need that cover to like right expose him at what thirty eight now. Yeah, but there's cover. They've got Baddish Shaley, Colville. Um, is there four of them? Wait, who's the, who the fourth one? Who's their fourth centre back be? They've still got Fafana, don't they? Fafana, he's injured though. Um, yeah, I think they'll be all right, man. Um, I don't know. No, I don't think they, they'll be, but I'm talking about formation wise. I think the way he plays, I think he prefers having the two centre backs with him. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Tujoki. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. All right, then. Right, what so yeah. um, What's that last fight? What's the last fight? Uh, Navarrete versus Oscar Valdez. It was a, uh, it was one of those fights for like the boxing purist. It was a sick fight, man. Oh, is that why? Fight. Is that is that why I missed it? <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, I even forgot as well. I even forgot, so I had to um watch the highlights um afterwards. But basically, yeah, Navarrete was. He was just um, on a on a different level to Valdez, man. And Valdez is a good a good like boxer, um, champion. He lost to oh, who did he fight? Was it um, uh, Stevenson? 
Pretty sure it was Stevenson. He fought. Yeah. What weight class is that? This is like super featherweight. It's like 130, 135, that type of. Oh, them, them little whippets. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was a sick fight, though. Sick fight. Navarrete, I think he broke his hand during the fight. Um, Oscar Valdez, he, his face was finished. Finished. He was just hitting him at, at will throughout the whole fight. But it was action. It was action packed. Oh, was it a good fight, yeah? yeah it was, was it worth fight. watching back? Should I go watch yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it. I'll go take it in. Um, but yeah, man, I've to hold on to his belt, man. And that's it. That's pretty much what happened. All right, then. Let's get into Dana here. I'm going to work my way through some of these stories because they've been here for ages. Um, our producer, this is the stuff that our producer Eman wants me to talk about. So you know what? Just going to give the people what they want. Who are you saying is done out here in this situation? So, um, <laughs> there's a um, transgender Muslim woman called Brianna Kingsley, and she's suing her ex-boyfriend for keeping her testicles in a jar in his fridge. <laughs> Run that again, sorry. <laughs> So Muslim transgender woman, Brianna Kingsley, is that's her on the left. Okay. Is suing her ex-boyfriend, who's on the right, mm. because he's got her testicles in his fridge. Yeah. It's a lot to take in, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know, a few words come to mind. Stafallah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> You can't put your head. You can't put your head in your hands, bro. Man, put this here for me. I, I've avoided. I've avoided it for weeks. So I don't understand what you want me to talk about here. <laughs> like, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I don't know what you want me to talk about here. But it's, she's suing him um, and demanded that he returns the testes as well as damages to be paid, totaling to six and a half thousand dollars, which says uh, the testicles are only worth. $3,250 each. How much, how much, what price would you put on your testicles? You man? Priceless. Priceless. That's because it's pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I'm not even going to lie. That's crazy. I think it's pretty crazy. cheap. I thought you would have wanted millions. Mm -hmm. You get me? Apparently, when they broke up. As a souvenir? Huh? Keeping them as a souvenir, you're a collector? No, I'm not saying I would. Can, can, what? Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, have you, what have you said? I understand. Like, it's been chopped off. Yeah. So, so what? You would want... More it, money for them. Yeah. What's the sentimental value attached to them? No, they're not attached to you. I get what you're saying. But wouldn't, wouldn't you put more value on your, on, your, on your testicles? I would. I thought they'd be more... Like you said, they're priceless. Why How they much would you sell your priceless? I, I can't understand this question I'm about to right now. How much would you sell your testicles for? I wouldn't sell my testicles. Priceless. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into that. <laughs> but in my mind, like I'm saying, like it's, it's, I'm guessing this is in America, right? 
Oh, she's Muslim. Yeah, yeah. Yes. She converted to Islam. But that's that's the humdinger. <laughs> Brother. I'm t- I don't, who's done that hair anyway? Her for um whatever. No, the person the, who's keeping someone's testicles in their fridge is done One hundred percent done it because why are you why is anyone's testicles in your fridge? How you, like how did well, what this perp maybe, come about? Maybe it was a gift. Because they were together, innit? But what are you looking at? What are you looking at testicles for? Like what do you do with them? It's probably just out of spite. But it's still his in you his There's some isn't spiteful it? things that you do, yeah. Like you have to have some respect with the spite. That's the <laughs> most shameless pettiness I ever met. This is nasty. <laughs> what is, is that? Testicles. Is that the testicles? In the medical bag. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Obviously, I missed it. It's hazardous. I, will, I can't go back over that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a trans woman, her ex kept her testicles in, a, in his fridge. Is keeping his, is keeping her testicles in his fridge. Why? This is what I'm saying. Doesn't want to get. He's the one that's denying. He's the one who's denying. Why are you keeping someone's testicles in your fridge? Mm. That's a sick thing to do. That's giving Jeffrey like Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer, literally. That's a sicko. Mm. <laughs> Didn't look into him. He's a he's a killer. Yeah, but the guy the guy said I'll be telling my lawyer. And about she this. got it back now. Is this what she's pro- like proudly parading around? Is that her? Oh. <laughs> I <thought it> <laughs> grandma or something. No, that's right. her. We're not getting phone calls about testicles, bro. What the hell do you think? I'm thinking. This is all emails for anyway. <laughs> I blame the caller. Good morning, caller. You're right. Yeah, definitely. Sure I just wanted to say one thing, one thing, one thing. So basically, I was really shocked. I saw a YouTube shot the other day, and um, there was something. You should up, do voice work in TV, by the way. Thank you so much, Mark. T's and C's, terms and conditions for ads. You want to say buy one get one free, but tell you got to sell your soul. You say so quick, they wouldn't know. Basically, guys, when you have a baby sometimes, you unfortunately have a few tears down there. I saw a YouTube short and I was a bit confused. Then I looked to the comments and I came to understand that basically, the audacity, some doctors will say, oh, do you want me to add an extra stitch in there for you to the husband? So basically, like, if they have a tear, the husband, they're asking the husband if they want to make the woman's vagina a little bit tighter than what it initially was in order for the husband's pleasure. That's ridiculous. And I don't even understand what healthcare professional gave the testes to the other man. That's going to be a third world any sense whatsoever um, and after uh, you know several countries Esther uh, like no it be casually spoken about in like American um, hospital like places if that makes sense it's more like basically yeah federal countries but also uh, in toxic environments where like there's that whole boys will be boys type bullshit and like yeah I hope that makes sense so I'll stop there but yeah bye guys that's wild yeah that's crazy reading a bit more of this what it seems like is in that video where she's showing the testes. Mm-hmm. I think that was after the surgery or something. So that she hasn't got it back. That was just after the surgery. Oh, oh okay. yeah. And, oh, and so okay. the man's got it in his house. This conversation is so stinky. Yeah. This conversation actually stinks. Not as bad as someone's actually got balls up in the. In the so fridge. the doctor's handed over the, the testicles to, to the. No, to him. To him. No, to her. And then her gave it to him. All right, let's get in. Let's get let's get into our actual. Oh course. yeah, I'm tired. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> please. I'm so irritated. I'm so I'm so stupid. Oh. Anyway, thanks for tuning into the show. Please like the video. I hope the likes are making sense. 
Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Pick up the callers from today. Follow us on social media platforms. The day after TNB on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Also, if you want to send your dilemmas in, the number is 075-6484-1073. If you'd like to inquire about the show or feature on the show, our email address is the day after at thenewblack.com. Have a great Monday. Peace. Thank you.